Welcome to Cleveland's newest and Cleveland's best sports podcast. This is Two Guys in a Mic with your hosts Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Let's go. Are you looking to make a lifestyle change for your health and wellness? Try personal training through Renegade Soul. Follow Renegade Soul 216 on Instagram and Facebook. Go to the website www.renegadesoul216.com. Sign up today for your first personal training session. You're worth it. There's an important message waiting for you at the Truth About Child Loss podcast. It's a message of heartache and pain, but also of strength, faith, resilience, perseverance. The Truth About Child Loss by the Christian Jaden Project, available now on Spotify. Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to Two Guys in a Mic. This is our uh, midweek edition, our traditional midweek uh, uh, edition of our podcast. But today we have uh, a special occurrence. Uh, there is the NBA draft that is happening today, which is weird as hell because usually when the NBA draft is happening, it's warm outside. However, it's 36 degrees here in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> uh, I am one of your hosts, uh, Ron Pierce. It's RP to y'all that know me and love me. And I'm your other host, Big Sean. Hope everyone is doing well. I hope everybody's doing well, uh, too. So as I said, today is uh, the NBA draft. So we're going to uh, wrap pieces and parts of our show around uh, what's happening in the draft. As you can see, I'm actually legitimately at the draft, like at this moment. But um, there's a lot of people that aren't here. Oh, wait, I need my mask. I don't have my mask. <laughs> 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 I got to get my mask. <laughs> but uh you know for real so i mean it's kind of an exciting day i had i've done a lot of, of research let me rephrase that I, I won't say i did a lot of research i'm sure some people know way more than i do about these uh young men that are getting ready to get drafted but i've done some research within the last couple of days to try to catch up to try to you know at least have a, a, a relevant take on what uh the teams are doing and who they're picking uh, what and about I pretty much had a crash course today myself trying yeah. to get up to speed on <laughs> on some of these young men that are going to be professional basketball players by the end of the night. So first of all, I want to shout out to all the young men, too. Um, I know it's kind of cliche. You know, I hate cliches, but, you know, it's a big time for these young men. Um, life changing experiences for a lot of them. Imagine um, a lot of them coming from, you know, poor backgrounds at one minute and tomorrow. You know, you're able to change the lives not only yourself but your family too. So absolutely, you know, good absolutely. luck to all the young men out there that get drafted. Yeah, sure, 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 man. Enter the draft and don't get drafted, and hopefully, maybe yeah. they can make a team as a free agent and have some success that way too. Hey, uh, you know what? That's an awesome point, bro. Uh, salute to those young men because, like you say, this this one particular night could lead to generational changes in their entire family, all because of their abilities and their talent and how they exactly. choose to uh, grow or uh, how they choose to to move forward uh, in this particular time. So yeah, 
I didn't I didn't think about that at all. That's an awesome point. And uh, you know, my hat's off to these guys. Some of these guys are gonna be okay regardless. I think Lamelo Paul. Lamelo right, yeah. Paul is gonna be okay regardless. His brother's got a little bit of money and whatnot. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna be okay. Money doesn't mean everything is fixed. So my, my bigger thing is always that these guys become better men, you know, and better leaders in the, in the community, especially in the black community. But uh, we'll have that conversation a little bit uh, more specifically, probably a little bit later. And if not today, definitely uh, as we continue to have our podcast, we want to jump into the Browns real quick before the, uh, before the draft actually starts, because we, you know, we don't, particularly care to interrupt our Browns information. We like to just roll it out. <laughs> exactly. So we got the E-A-G-L-E-S Philadelphia the Eagles coming in town. Or, or, or if you're from, from uh, Western New Jersey or Eastern Pennsylvania, Eagles. it's the Eagles. The Eagles. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Pennsylvania um, has some of the worst accents on the planet. I mean, you would think you were traveling through six different cities. Uh, excuse exactly. me, six different countries uh, when you go through <laughs> Uh, that that one state. Uh, so the Browns are, as Sean just alluded to, uh, are playing uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who I am. I had to go back and I, I wanted to look. I wanted to make sure that I was correct about this. This team is legitimately two years removed from winning the Super Bowl. And they are. I can't believe that they're this bad. Um. I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. Uh, they're also a week removed uh, coming up on this Sunday anyway, a, a week removed from losing to uh, the Giants 27-17. Uh, to 17. So and They did lose to the Giants. I forgot about that. That fast. Yeah, yeah. That's a bad I mean, loss. This, that's an awful loss, if you ask me. Um, and, and it's not a knock. I, I, I've never been a big Daniel Jones fan. Somehow this dude keeps running touchdowns back. But Right. Um. You know, somehow, I don't think he's a good quarterback, but somehow he keeps figuring out a way to win games. Uh, I don't know if Carson Wentz is the – I thought he was the answer. I thought he was the guy. He had a great – I thought he could have done what Mahomes did, like as a first-year uh, guy, win the MVP. And I definitely expected him to come back the next year and have the same kind of, uh, yeah. of season. And you really haven't – White saying that the injuries have taken this toll, yeah. and that was the knock on him. Well, it was two knocks at North Dakota State. One was his injuries, then and two, his leadership. You kept hearing little rumors that he wasn't the best know. locker room guy. Right. Um, and it may be something to that. I don't know. Um, but also the Eagles the past couple of years, too, they've been devastated by injuries. Yeah. Um, a lot of injuries. They've, they've had a revolving door at running back, a revolving door at receiver, um, you know, some injuries on the offensive line. I think the defense um, has kind of been intact for the most part, but even they're struggling this year. So um, they still have a decent, decent uh, defensive line. Their defensive line is. Yeah. You got Brandon Graham was a good linebacker. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're okay, but I think in the secondary, they're lacking. Yeah, they are. They so, are. um, the Eagles don't scare me coming in, but once again, it's the NFL. Um, the Eagles are fighting something because somehow at three, five, and one, they're in first place, which is atrocious. <laughs> 
but it is so. And I think Doug Peterson is a good coach, so so they go they're going they're coming yeah. in here with something to play for, and they think they can probably come in here and win the game. Um, also, we have another weather game. Now, it's not supposed to be as windy, but it's raining again. I'm almost at the point where I want the Browns to go on the road. It's a third straight home game. It's a third and, and straight listen, game. We have some type of weather. You don't, you don't, I'm gonna tell y'all guys something, and this goes with knowing someone for more than uh three decades. Sean, if Sean had his way, honestly, for the last 30 years, he wanted every single game to be at Cleveland Brown Stadium. He wanted every single game to be yeah. at home. This is the first time I've ever, ever heard him say I'm almost ready for them to go on the road. He never wants to go on because, the road. Because we need to get this offense together. Our offense is still not clicking, and we it's can't not. do it if it's 100-mile-per-hour winds or raining or something like that. We need some type of just regular conditions so we well, can, you know, see I don't, I don't disagree with that, and I, I, and I think it's something, it's something to that. I mean, there's one thing. Here's 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 my thought process on it. When you become the Cleveland Browns quarterback, uh, <clears throat> when you get drafted or come in as a, a as a free agent, and your and your understanding of your job is to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback, you need to know there's a potential for this kind of stuff, and you yeah. have to be capable of surviving it. You can't. Just hope that it, you know, gets better. I remember being uh, in the game, or excuse me, not at the game, not in the game, but at the game in the stadium. Uh, we had uh, Johnny Manziel, and I was, my seats were in the end zone, and I was a little bit elevated, so I'm kind of looking down at the at the field, and I saw this dude throw. It was a regular weather day. It was sunny. But again, we both know that inside that stadium, there's a 25 mile per hour wind for no reason. And he he stood back, he stepped back, and I mean, he cocked back and threw this thing like, in his mind, he probably threw a, 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 a heat seeking missile. And when that thing hit, like halfway up, you just saw you you just saw it just right. float. It just floated because you have to be capable in that stadium especially in that stadium and this time of year you have to be capable of, of, of playing through uh, that type of uh, situation because it's probably what's going to be more more prevalent than the 85 degrees that he's probably used to and I mean he being uh, no Mayfield right. down in uh, down in Norman Oklahoma uh, and he's from <clears throat> Texas so they don't, it's not that they don't get bad weather and it's not that they don't get cold weather. They don't get the same exact conditions that we get though. So he's on a consistent basis. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's just a regional thing. Mm -hmm. um, but he's going to have to figure out how to, how to play that way because guess what? Terry Bradshaw isn't from uh, Pennsylvania. However, he figured out how to play in those games against those teams that were, you know, whether their games were in Cleveland or Cincinnati, he figured a way to to play uh, through that stuff. Like you mentioned a week ago, so did uh, Brett Favre. We mentioned uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Brady. You got to figure it right. out. You got to figure it out. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm not killing him. 
Right. Because I'll say this. I was watching some stuff today and I, I got laughed at on Facebook too, but I was watching some stuff. Uh, I went back and looked at last week's game or what people thought about last week's game. And people said he, you know, Baker had a dud. I didn't really think he had a dud. I thought he played decent. Yeah, I didn't think power win. It's only so much you can do. That's and that that's type of weather. Like, and I didn't... he made huge throws, man. Like like that that third and eighteen to uh, yep. Higgins to keep that drive going was key. That was a huge play, and that was all him. You know, I agree. I, mean, he I made agree. That with play. You. So when this weather, could do, I think people in today's um, era of fantasy football and the ESPN you know, yeah. hour news cycle. People get so caught up in stats. Um, I was listening today to uh, WKNR, uh, Baskin and Phelps. They had Sal Palantonio. You know, Sal Palantonio is uh, one of the best football, you know, yeah. analysts out there. So yeah. he was talking about Baker Mayfield, and he instantly said that, yeah, I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's the future quarterback of the Browns. But, you know, um, the running game pulled them out. You look back at his stats at the Oakland, not Oakland, but the Vegas game, and the um, uh, game against Houston, he didn't have his stats were, were 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 pretty crappy. Now, once that he mentioned the weather, which means he didn't watch that game. All he saw, all he saw was the stats. And so, what Baker Mayfield must, must have been off because of <clears throat> the numbers. But if you watch that game, Baker made maybe two bad throws where he kind of missed his reception. Remember, he missed somebody in the flat. Kareem Hunt in the flat, and he missed another one. But yep. besides that, for, for what he was called on to do that game in those conditions, he did what was asked of him, and we and there was also a lot of the ball on. Uh, we you know, and there was also uh, not to cut you off, bro. No, you're good. I was done. Uh, people are forgetting a few things because, like you say, if you watch the game, these are things that you would have uh, picked up on or saw or seen. In our in our uh, assessment of the game on Sunday, we both pointed to a lot of penalties, uh, a lot of first and fifteens, a lot of first and twenties that we're not, we don't generally get those. So now you put a guy, a quarterback, and forty mile per hour wind, which again I'm gonna tell you this right now, if it was forty mile per hour on a flat, uh, uh. Uh, flight line on a on a on a runway because that's usually where we get our our information is from the airports. Mm -hmm. If it's 45 miles per hour on a on a runway, it's 50 to 60 inside that building because of how it just it's a wind tunnel. Swirls, right. So you want this guy to like throw a, a 50 <clears throat> yard dart? You want him to throw a, a 60 yard pass down the field? Nah, that's silly. I think Baker did exactly what he needed to do. I I watched smaller parts of what Baker uh, needed to do, and I was I was pleased with his play. But again, I'm not a Baker hater. I'm more of a of a Browns lover, so I'm going. I'm probably going to be hard on him, not because I hate him, but because I love my Browns and I want you to play better because you're on my damn team and I got to watch you every week. Exactly. And you're supposedly the quarterback, so. You need to make this play. And I, I know for a fact that you feel the exact same way. Exactly. So, no doubt. Like, I don't care who's in those uniforms as much as I care that those people in the uniforms play hard and win those games. So I'm starting to see some of that. 
I'm starting to see uh, the players in those helmets play like they got something inside their damn heads in those helmets, which is right. not something that we've seen. So I'm not coming down on Baker and I'm not changing my position on what he needs to do, but I'm also not changing my position and thinking that he's awful because Sal Palantonio or everybody on Facebook thinks that his QBR is low. So damn, watch the freaking game. Watch the game and tell me what you see when you actually watch the game. And if he's a game manager, and I don't want to call him a game manager yet, I don't want to do that. But I think he's learning, and I think this is a part of him learning to be a better quarterback. It's kind of managing small parts of the game. I'm fine with it because I think his development is what is most important in this moment. And if exactly. during this development, we're six and three, two on top of that. Winning period builds confidence. Bro. So guess what? Him being six and three allows him to do something, A, that he has not done his whole career, which is a win. I mean, here in Cleveland anyway, his career in Cleveland. He hasn't won, but winning these games, being six and three in these games, he's more willing to listen to whatever Stefanski is going to tell him to do next and whatever Van Pelt is going to tell him to do next. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that helps him, like you said, winning continues the development because if we're three and six and these guys are like no you got to stay pat you got to calm down you gotta man this dude's gonna be like man the hell with (laughs) y'all i'm sick of this and i want to do something else you know what i mean yeah well look so the eagles um coming in um they're 11th in total defense so like you were saying their defense hasn't been completely awful um but they give up 133 yards on the ground so it's like four and a half four and a half a carry yeah, so so go ahead and and feature Chubb and and uh, and Hunt again as your bases and, and, and use the play action off of that. Um, now they're 27th in total offense. Wentz um, is only completing 58% of his passes, 12 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. So it should be some opportunities there for turnovers. So it should be a shit um, And you know, and I know we'll make our predictions later, but I think this is a game that the. Uh, the Browns should get. Um, also, just a quick note, uh, because we are here uh, uh, doing it during the NBA draft, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves are now on the clock. Um, yeah. They have two minutes to make their pick. So um, as soon as Minnesota makes their pick, you know, we'll go ahead and, and weigh in on that. And just as one real quick caveat before they make their pick, that from what we understood, the things that I had researched, uh, they were choosing basically between uh, LaMelo Ball and uh, Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. Uh, so those are the, I think those are the two guys that they are considering as their number one pick. We'll see who they end up with. I thought maybe they would go with LaMelo because I think he's more NBA ready right now, but uh, we'll see what that yeah, would Now they already have D'Angelo Russell. Who's been playing? Well, that's, with. The only, that's the only thing. However, I think if you get a guy like Lomelo, you can kind of turn D. Russ into a back off player. Have him playing off the ball, and I think he's better that way because listen, that dude, scoring wise, he's super efficient in in terms of scoring. I think he can do that with somebody yeah. filling him up and filling up the wing. You know what I mean? Now, they, now, now they're showing the Timberwolves key players right now, and three of these dudes I ain't never heard of. <laughs> uh, they got D'Angelo Russell, 
Carl Anthony Towns, somebody named Malik Beasley, Jerry Malik. Culver, and Josh Okogie. I've never heard of any. So if those three are part of your key players. Uh, well, that, that would explain why you're number one, too. Yeah, exactly. Now, <laughs> um, Anthony Edwards, um, I saw him play a little bit, you know, during the season last year. Um, and I wanted, you know, look at this highlight reel. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Dwayne Wade, a little bit. Like Slightly. His, he's a, he's a his, bit smaller, but, yeah, I can see that. His explosiveness can handle yeah, the ball. Yeah, I can see that. His, his shooting percentage, he's only shooting 40% from the floor. Like, granted, he's only a 19-year-old freshman. But if you're a guard, you got to get that up to at least 44, 45. Yeah. To uh, be a little bit more efficient. He gets to the basket pretty, pretty uh, yeah, he does. smoothly, which he is does. good. Um, I just don't know that he can, like, in the league, will he be able to get to the to the basket that smoothly? And right. is his jump shot or mid-range shot good enough to 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 fill in what these guys need him to do, which is why I was like, you need a playmaker to me. You get a LaMelo ball. This guy's a playmaker for uh, yeah, both D. Russ and for uh, Cat, the big cat, Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns. That's my thought. I could be wrong. I'm <laughs> I'm probably wrong. <laughs> That's just my oh, thinking. Well, well, we're about to find out because the pick is in. And I hate when they do this. The, the pick could be in for 15 minutes before they announce it. And it just says pick is in, and they just still talk. All right, here, yeah. come, here, come, here comes the commission. Yeah, you're ahead of me because uh, Jay Will is still talking on my end. Okay, so they go with Anthony Edwards. So they won with Anthony six five guard out of Georgia. You know, they never unless unless you have a a, a stud 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 guy. The teams never say this is our guy, right away. You know what I mean. They always right. throw another name in there as kind of a, you know, a fallback, so to speak, uh, especially in the NBA. The NBA does that uh, more than anybody. But this is a great moment for uh, this kid out of uh, out of Georgia. Uh, he's from Atlanta. This is dope. This is dope for him. I hope, you know, he takes this opportunity and, and does well with it. Uh, as right. now, And here's a caveat, too. For those not familiar with the NBA draft, Sometimes these picks means absolutely nothing because there could be a trade that yeah. was made three days ago. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the NBA does not allow you to consummate those trades until like afterwards. So this dude is putting right. on this Minnesota hat. By the and end of the night, somebody else's. He, he can have a Milwaukee Bucks hat on. <laughs> and uh, yeah. It'd be a whole different story. So now here's now here's something interesting about this kid that they keep saying. They say he's like. They're comparing him like to Dominique. I'm like, dude, I don't see that. No, he he's no. got some explosiveness. He's got some. He's got some. Listen, it's not me saying he don't have no game or don't have no talent. Yeah, that's, that's not, not Dominique. Unless maybe they're saying that because he's the first kid to come out of Georgia. Listen, it's like Dominique. <laughs> really? Do you but understand? No, not. Do you? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, uh, sir. Do you understand when you, when you say somebody's like Dominique? Do you really understand what you're talking about? So here we are about 30 years removed from Dominique being a rookie or whatever. How many people have we said, you know who he reminds me of? Dominique. Nobody. Not he no was just Dominique. And, and the thing too, was me. when they, so when they talk the about first the greats, 
for some reason, Dominique never gets mentioned at well, all. I tell you what, it ain't because he wasn't great. Yeah. I mean, he's the one that started. Well, I mean, you have to give Dr. J credit as far as dunks and, and um, talk to Thunder, Daryl Dawkins, you know, as far as highlight reel type dunks. But um, Dominique took it, the flash and, and the finesse yeah. the and everything to, to a different level. Before Sean Kemp, honestly, before yeah. Sean Kemp came, the in-game dunks that Dominique Wilkins used to do, I used right. to be like, and you know, we got a heavy dose of it being uh, Cavs uh, fans are being here in Cleveland. Yeah, they were in our division all those years. They were in our division, so we saw those guys six times a year, and I mean to tell you, man, this dude, oh my gosh, this dude was crazy. And then, being in Warrensville, we got cable, so now we got WTBS, so even when we're not watching the Cavs or the Cavs aren't on, we got all of the all of the Atlanta Hawks games. And I will watch those because of him. Just like I will watch WGN to watch uh Mike. You know when the Bulls play? Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch Mike play New York tonight. Cause it ain't on a, you know, it ain't the main game on Sunday. So I'm gonna watch him play New York on Wednesday. Like that was that was a that was a big thing back in our day because we didn't have it the way these guys got it now, where they schedule those games purposely for the big games on Thursday or or right. Sunday or whatever. Exactly. So yeah, that kid is off the board, uh, Anthony Edwards. Uh, congratulations. Uh, good luck, sir. I hope you stay healthy. Hope uh, you know all your dreams and everything else comes true. Uh, keep those. Keep keep your money, bro. That's the only thing I can say. Get some get some good financial yeah. help around you. You know, keep that Definitely. money. Definitely, especially in these family. times. Definitely got to stack your money. Um, yeah. So who's next up? Uh, Golden State. Golden State. The Golden uh, State Warriors are next up on the clock. Now this very well could be a trade from someone from someone else because there's been rumors about them trading, swapping with the Bulls. Other teams right. have been are trying to be aggressive, trying to move up because in the draft nowadays, man, unless you like really in the top five, like the odds of you coming away with a, a blue chip player. Those, those eyes dwindle. Not saying you can't get one. A lot of these guys that get drafted late, a lot of diamonds in the rough. But those are but far and few between. That, it's, yeah, it's, you, gotta, it's yeah, like you definitely got to be – where has some uh, bona fide scouting. Where you got guys, you know, who draft in their 20s who still end up with, you know, A.J. Watts um, – excuse me, T.J. Watts and stuff like – you know what I mean? You have to right. understand how to assess your talent and what you already have and how these next guys are actually going to help you. Um, so I, I thoroughly agree. A lot of times these guys, you know, expect the the top guys to just be the guys in the draft, and then you find out later that you passed on a Clay Thompson. <laughs> you know what I mean? You passed on, uh, you know, you, you drafted. On a Ginobili. Uh, you passed on a Ginobili or Tony Parker. Right. You know, you passed on those guys. You thought that they weren't going to be, you know, enough for whatever. And maybe they wouldn't have been had they gone to those places. That's what, true. Yeah, yeah the you environment know? you're in definitely has a, a bearing on your development as a player. And that's not really addressed enough, man. Like if a player busts out, it's always assuming the player was a bust. The coaching 
staff and the front office never take responsibility that maybe maybe they didn't put the kid in the right position to, to succeed or didn't have the right, right coaching and development. Right. It's like for our Cavs, like the Cleveland Cavaliers are notorious for not developing anybody. Not a one single not solitary one. person. Not one single, like, not so one we had person. guys like Danny Green. We had guys like Shannon Brown that once they left here, did they become superstars? No, but they became key cogs in the teams that they played on. Yeah. And here, they could barely get on the court. They could almost. Now, part of that had to be do with LeBron not really liking bro. rookies like that. And, back I, then, and I agree with that too. But you know what? LeBron didn't do well with a whole bunch of veterans either. You remember? <laughs> no. Uh, it's a bunch of people that we traded for. They were playing great before they got here. As soon as they got here, uh, what's the kid name who played at, uh, the white kid's name that played at uh, Miami of Ohio? Uh, Zerbiak. Wally. Oh, he Wally was, was when he got here. Wally was averaging 22 points a game in Minnesota. Got traded here. And he couldn't hit the side of a of a barn. At Tell all. you another one is uh Antoine Jameson. Antoine Jameson, when he played with the Wizards, would Look, light us up. He hit 30-35. Antoine, Antoine Jameson. Gilbert going crazy. And uh, he gets here, he can't throw the ball on the side of the ocean. <laughs> Larry Hughes. Not that Larry right. Hughes was all well, Larry Hughes just whatever, had, but Larry, Larry Hughes stole money. Listen, Larry Hughes had a great season going into his free agency. And, you know, when mm -hmm. we lost out on Ray Allen, and uh, who else was a free agent that year? It was Ray Allen. Uh, Michael Red, like Michael Mike Red, Red, I think. Mike was the guy. I and was, it was somebody I else. I, actually, I, I mean, he I didn't want to come here. But I wanted Mike Red, and Mike didn't want to come here. So he ended up in, you know, Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, because he could shoot. So I thought, you know, LeBron being a slasher and then having Mike as a shooter, but go states up, but let's see how this going to work. They picked James Wiseman. That's what I thought. Actually, they may keep that cat. That's a good pick for them, man. Yeah. Now, with, with their up and down style of play, you still think that's a good pick for them? Well, I'll tell you what. Here's why I think that's a good pick for them. They don't really have inside play. James Wiseman can, you know, uh, he's a he's a rebounder, man. He's a defender. So being yeah. capable of and, yeah, and you know what, too? Golden State did does use their centers. They did use yeah. um Bogut, they, they used JaVel McGee. Yeah, because uh, like the pick and roll, they 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 always slip that center down, and they would get easy buckets. And you yeah, he's a, yeah, so and he's I, a I solid ball player. Like he's yeah. he's an athletic. Uh, I think he's six ten. He's seven athletic. Well, he's, he's listed seven, as seven. No, one. you're right. You're right. He's seven one. He's got. He, I'm thinking about uh, the other kid. He's seven seven one. Um, I'm thinking about Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin six okay. six nine. Right. Uh, this this kid is 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 a is a seven footer, a legit seven footer. He's athletic. Yeah, he still needs some development, but I'll guarantee you, whatever he's, he's like, he only played three games in college. So well, that's because of that. He was the yeah. kid who got uh, took some money, you know, uh, got them in trouble. He was yeah. the kid who got them in trouble uh, down in Memphis, and then he he just decided to just sit out. Instead of right. coming back to keep them under uh, sanctions or whatever, 
Yeah, look at his numbers. He averaged about 20 and 10. And he shot like 77% from the floor. Yeah. In those three so games. Imagine, so. Now imagine going to Golden State. Like, to be a kid who wants to get to the league and be great, and you get the opportunity to go play in Golden, in Golden State with Steph Curry and with that coaching staff and with that kind of uh, mantra behind you with, with, with three titles and, and all that stuff. That's huge, man. At the and second and pick, and like he, he's the one guy, real quick, I'm going to say this real quick. No, no, he's he's the one guy that might have <laughs> what other guys don't have. He didn't really go to a bad team. He went to a team in a bad situation. A bad situation, exactly. Exactly. Now, the NFL needs to take note. Now, look at this. Now, the NBA draft started really like 15 minutes ago, and they're already on the third pick. This is the NFL draft. We still be on the first pick. Even though it's hard at 8 o'clock. We still be on the first pick. They're going to draw everything out and make everything all dramatic. The NBA is moving. I love this. Let's, let's get it in and get it over with. They would have went to like right. five commercials by now. Exactly. Yeah, they're showing his highlights now. Yeah, this kid is uh, crazy athletic. Yeah, he's super athletic, man. Uh, I like him. I liked him. I, I when Once I saw who he was, I was like, damn, why weren't they considering him to be? But I know why Minnesota didn't want him because they already they got the big cat. Right. But uh, his ability, I don't know that he can score like big cat or whatever like that but man his ability he can do what all those other uh, uh centers you know from bogut to except for shoot outside i'm not sure what this outside consistency is i don't but, think he, i think he's a but, true uh post player i don't think he has yeah i think he's a he's more of a, of a post up type of guy but his ability uh defensively is incredible he right. blocks shots he rebounds well um, he's long. I think he's got like a, I think they said he's got like a seven three or seven six. I'm sorry. Uh, it's so many people that they give the stupid wingspan thing to. I need to do better at my notes. They said he got like a seven five wingspan, a seven foot five wingspan. Okay. So so he blocks a lot of shots, and I think the technicalities of what Golden State does. It's going to make him a better player, if that right. makes sense. Because they can't have him out of position. Like he can't do whatever he wants to. Yeah, he's going With he's on team. a team, you know, full of professionals. Right. He's um, bro, we need you right there. Like I right. think that's gonna really help him probably become one of the better low post defenders if he can stay healthy and and really pick up. Damn, Charlotte in. They they got LaMelo. They got LaMelo. Yeah, they got LaMelo. Now whether or not LaMelo actually reports to Charlotte is a different story. And now I get to have more LeVar. More LeVar is always... Look, look at LeVar right now. Look at LeVar right now. Look. <laughs> People hate LeVar, man. I love LeVar. Look, now LeVar might have to play Mike one-on-one. Right. <laughs> How ironic is that, man? How ironic is that? Now he might have to play Mike one-on-one. So Mike can give him that work. Right. Because Mike going to kill that cat if they play. LeVar is funny. Like, he ain't even celebrate. He was like, 
He's he like, mad, trying to act like he don't like, like listen, Christ, like, like my, my boy ain't playing for Charlotte. He mad at everybody, man. He mad right. at everybody. But you know what? To be completely and totally honest with you, that could be the perfect place for him in uh in Charlotte. Because he's he's gonna start. Yeah, that's his team. Like, yeah, immediately. Yeah. He's and they need some, you know what? And Charlotte needs some star power. They gotta have it. They they need some, they, they don't have and, any star and, power. And I'm gonna tell you there. something else. I heard some some goofy, this is goofy to me. They were like, yo, uh, Charlotte isn't a, a free agency destination. And I was thinking to myself, like, why? They got mild weather. It's really a, I've been to Charlotte multiple times. Charlotte is, is a great place to live. Like, why well, it, it's, it's not, it's not sexy. But here's the, the thing. But too. was sexy. I'm just talking about, like, it's cheap as hell. Like, you can buy a lot of land. You can buy, you know, like, it's, it's a mid-range, uh, uh, cost of living but people you know i'm i'm a 46 year old dude so i'm thinking more you're thinking, you're thinking logically <laughs> pretty much but yeah. you know what i think that whole thing i think all of that is overblown i think so too, i think bro. that free, i think that stuff is taken way out of i context. think so too because if that was the case new york and LA will be getting all the free agents all the time in Miami, and they weren't. Guys were teaming up places when this whole big three thing started. Houston, guys were going places where where they could win, and you know have the best chance of winning or teaming up with whoever they wanted to. Hey y'all, I don't know if anybody knows this. I don't know if anybody has paid any attention to this, but Golden State is not a destination. But people go there because of the organization. The organization, exactly. Now you, you know, Sean. Like I know. You remember how how we thought of Golden State when we were growing up? We didn't. I didn't not even until, know, man. I didn't know that until, Golden State played in Oakland until I was in my twenties. <laughs> I didn't know where it was. I knew it was. I knew they played somewhere in California. I had no idea they played in Oakland. We didn't. We didn't care about Golden State at all until Tim Hardaway and Mitch Richmond, uh, Mitch Richmond and Chris Mullen got there. That's the Ron only TMC. time we cared about Golden State. Now, all of a sudden, that's the place to be. They're so great. They're this. They're they're not. It's not. And it's not a a huge huge market. Only reason that it's a huge market is because of who's there right now. Well, kind of well that that area population wise, it is you know the San Francisco. Well, well, here, area, well here's the thing though. It's a, it's a, not, it's a not in the NBA. It, listen, do we remember uh, the Golden State Warriors before these Golden State Warriors? It, I mean, because the last the last iteration of Golden State I paid attention to was the Stephen Jackson, Baron Davis. That's that's what I mean. Al Harrington. But who, who else? Because you're a you're a doggone sports fan. Who yeah. else remembers Al Harrington and Baron Davis and those guys balling right. out and getting to the That's second true. round of the playoffs? Right. Not many people, not without right. Google. No, not without no, Google. No, no, they based the, the whole market thing based on population and, and media reach. So, and no, I get that, but I'm just talking about it's, people it's that a big market. But as far as a destination, no, it was not a, a, a hot spot. And then people say, well, look at LA. They got, you know, Paul George and Kawhi, but that's just recently. The Clippers, nobody was 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 clamoring to go to the Clippers, Clippers either. Yep, you're right. 
That, that, that's right. all a recent phenomenon. Jimmy it's Butler, like Miami didn't, you know, after LeBron left, they didn't get any big name free agents and just until Jimmy Butler went there. So right. I think that whole thing is, is overblown or Chicago's up now. This is probably uh, the, the Israeli. Oh, wow, that's a curveball. It's a curveball. Oh, wow. I didn't want to say it because he was talking and then once yeah. she was like, yeah, the pick is in, I was like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I thought he was going to go a little bit later. But uh, from what I've seen, they say he's one of the more NBA-ready guys, though. Yeah, uh, he's, average. he's a young guy. Who's he, a freshman? He's defensive. Um, He's got very good discipline. Oh, that was a curveball. So now, so since we got a little bit of time here, we got about five minutes. Because guess who's on the clock, baby? Yep. The, the only, the only, Woo! the only pick that matters. We got to get the draft. The Listen, Cleveland Cavaliers. Get yeah. Now, here's the thing, uh, people. For the one, one and a half listeners outside of Cleveland, <laughs> Obi Toppin is falling into our laps. The Mari Stoudemire clone. We need kinda, some kind of, kind of. I yeah, still don't we, see that explosiveness that Amari. Oh, man, I see it. I see it. I see it. Now, he's a little bit – but now, Amari is more explosive, but he has a little bit better ball handling than Amari. Okay. Now, now I can no, I can go with that. I, I he's got that. Falling into I also our think laps. he might be a better – I think he might be a better athlete than Amari, but yeah. I just don't see the – like, when you're talking about Amari Stoudemire, that dude used to – he used to come at you. Right. So I need to see that on an NBA court before I just buy into that. As a so thing. now I'm coming down between him and, and Denny. What's his name? Denny uh, Abija. Him too. And and listen, uh, the kid from uh, Israel. Listen, man. I'm cool with either one of them. Yeah, he we might be another Luca. But we he's a six nine, basically a six nine point guard, wing. You know what I'm saying? That that can do a lot of different things. So we need some now, scores. Now, we cool, now listen to, to me, uh, uh, Kobe Altman. Right now, if you if you're listening in, he's not. Just make the smart <laughs> pick. Don't don't like normally Cleveland teams will have somebody fall in their lap like like Deshaun Watson, and we'll overthink it and draft some off brand dude, somebody that yeah. we have no business drafting. Yeah. So right now we have two players that can really impact our team. I want Toppin, but if we get um, Avija, I'm cool with I'm, fine with, I'm cool with that too. Because Just I, don't thought throw a curve I thought Avija was gonna go to the, the Bulls. Actually, so I'm cool with either one of these guys. And if this dude pulls a rabbit out of his hat. I am going to rip this shirt off of my <laughs> <laughs> And now, now people, guess what? You get a chance to see real life Cleveland fans during a draft. If, if this goes, if this dude drafts if this such and such and such, and such from, from, from Paris, France, I'm going to have a fit. If he gets uh, Vitaly Pataki to Patopin Coach Jr., I am going to lose my ever-loving mind. That's all I got. That's all I got. You got, listen, both of the guys that we're talking about, in case people don't know this, uh, Obi Topping and uh, uh, Desi uh, 
What's his last name? He butchering uh, his name. It's Denny Avija. Denny Avija. Both of these guys are in the top five of players uh, that are still on the board right now. So we're not just like reaching for guys' names and stuff like that. Denny Avija is considered the second. Obi Toppin is considered the third. These guys are the top three potential picks left on the board. If the Cavaliers go outside of those top three, yeah. I am going to, I'm, I am <laughs> roughly about, I'm roughly about 13 minutes away from, from downtown Cleveland, but they're probably out in Independence. I'm probably about 20 minutes from there. I'm driving to Independence and I'm going to slap the hell out of somebody. I'm going to have a mask. <laughs> I'm going to have a mask on. But I'm going to drive down to this place and I'm going to slap the hell out of somebody. Because this is why people don't want to be damn season ticket holders no more. Like, the one thing I liked about David Griffin, man, every year we had something. David Griffin was a good general manager for us. I just need this kid. Where is he now? New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans, yeah. Okay. Um, and he's, look, and guess what he's doing down there? Right, the same killing, thing. Killing it. He's stockpiling draft picks <laughs> and making trades. Right. And still keeping his core guys, which is what he wanted to do here, but Dan wanted to go Dan Gilbert is the reason I always fought that off, especially the first time around LeBron's here. Dan Gilbert is the reason the Cavs don't have multiple championships or at least multiple, multiple he, championships. Well, part of the reason, yeah. He, he, no, he's the reason. Now, you got all that other stuff that was happening, but he's also somebody who helps that occur. Right. He, has to, he has to either get the hell out of the way and let these guys... Because how do you let David Griffin just go? Exactly. Can't let just go. Is that ego? It's the ego. Because he wanted to be, you know, the reason that we won or whatever. That's just dumb. Right. Anyway, while we on, oh, the pick is in with the Cavs. So let's see. We're on a commercial right now. Of course, the, the, the most important pick of the night, and we had commercial have to wait. If we had Twitter up, we probably know by now. But I don't have Twitter. Oh, you know, they ain't going to do it not live, though. They going to wait. <laughs> they going to wait. Because they got to they gotta, they gotta show the, the, uh, the commission. Right. Roll his, uh, somebody roll the commissioner. Man, so somebody said the commissioner right. was like a hairless cat. <laughs> he does. That's what the Mr. funniest Bigglesworth. thing. He's Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> All right, Cavs pick is in. The 2020 NBA draft. Cleveland Cavaliers select Isaac Okoro. Are you kidding me? No. Oh. Oh. Are you kidding me? Oh. Oh. Oh, God. <sighs> Damn it. I'm on my way. <laughs> this is going to be a real short show. Oh. Defender in this draft. 
He gets down in the stance. He's got a low center of gravity, and he's really tough. I, I am. So we got another. He's a he's a bigger guy. He's another wing guy. He's six six. Uh, so I'm sorry. Let me turn this down a little bit, folks. Right. I'm I'm pissed off right now. Um, he's a six six kid. I mean, I've seen defender. him. I've watched him at Auburn. A He's a bit. tough guy. He can score. Now, but listen, to me. listen to me. You know why you needed an Obi Toppin? Because come the trade deadline, you're not going to have a guy like uh, 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 what's his name who just signed for $30 million? Uh, Drummond. Drummond right. ain't going to be on this team. Most likely not. He probably won't be on his team come the trade deadline. That would be my guess. Now, we also, before I completely and totally overreact and wait for guys <laughs> driving all the way I out think, to I think, I think it's too late Ohio and lose uh, my freedom this evening, there's also a possibility that they made this pick and they're going to trade it. It's possible. It's possible. That's true. I'm holding out some level of hope and I'm trying to have some level of civility because I'll guarantee you, as soon as the Cavs call the cops, independence police are coming. If I get there, <laughs> if I get there, independence cops are coming. I won't be able to get out of the facility quick enough uh, before uh, I'll be arrested. So yeah, I'm not happy and I may have to just catch uh, Kobe Alton uh, at, at Applebee's or some shit and just slap the hell out of him and hope he had to at the steel yard. <laughs> I absolutely hate this pick. I don't, I don't, I hate I don't, it. I don't see where this pick, I don't see where this pick helps us get better. So and basically, based on their analysis, what they're saying is he's an excellent defender. He's a wing guy that can defend and can score. Well, here's the, here's the other part of that. Which, which is something that we need. He is a wing but, defender. And that's why I'm not like, I, I, I get the thought process. But guess what? You got a defender and you also had a scorer. And this 6'9 kid from Dayton, Obi Toppin. Yeah. And he also gives you an inside presence. And he also rebounds. Because you're not going to have Tristan Thompson. You're not going to have... Uh, drumming for a long period of time and who knows what this is going to do for uh for kevin love you bring in another guy that can help him out maybe that rejuvenates him and what he does however again before i gas up my car i'm gonna wait and see well normally 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 i'm the the wait and see guy huh but look we had two guys fall into our lap. And once again, I listen, bro. We picked the off-brand dude. Listen, bro. I I don't want to be the wait and see guy. You saw what I did. You I just threw my damn uh Vaseline at the at my laptop. I'm pissed. However, now, I like, am, like you I, said, I, he could he could get traded at the end of the night. He could get traded, and I'm actually actually running a show so i can't i have to make it look like <laughs> on our listen on our show while i'm still a fan 
on our show, I have to also be a show host who understands that there's always other moves that could be made. So yeah. I'm holding out hope. I'm holding out hope that the Cavs are uh, making this pick for someone else to make another trade. Hell, he might be even get packaged with uh, Drummond to go somewhere yeah, else. I mean, I mean, I mean, the kid can end up being a great player. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, at the end of the day, you never know. You remember the Knicks boo when Porzingis got drafted? The Knicks boo Porzingis pretty much out of Madison Square Garden. Uh, they did, and, and, and I mean, you know, but he ended up right. becoming a pretty solid player. So, and it's and it's and it's a lot of examples like that. Larry Nance Jr. Shut up, fool! You don't play no say? defense. He talking Larry about Jr. oh, we got Okoro. Let's get ready to play some defense. Shut up. But the Cavs, I mean, the Cavs ain't played defense in about three years. Listen, this we're the worst offensive team that I've ever seen last year. This dummy don't even realize he might have a uh, guy here to take your damn spot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You right. root for him. You know what? I tell you what, he really wouldn't have been happy with the Obi Toppin pick because yeah, you you'd have been the odd man out, homie. Now, 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 look at this, now, look at this character. You can tell that Mountain Dew is sponsoring him. They got about 85 bottles of Mountain Dew just randomly sitting in the house. <laughs> Who the hell drinks Mountain Dew that much? Right. Man, Mountain Dew is like, you might as well drink drink gasoline. Yeah, that's just that much damn massive, man. That's just straight sugar, man. Yeah, I should have right. ripped, ripped the lining out your stomach. Here go, here go, here go the Hawks. The Hawks are up, What do the Hawks need besides everything? Uh, besides everything, a point guard and a wing, veteran depth. I thought they were going to get on Nico on Congo. That's a good pick for them, though. Yeah, who they pick? Okongo is a good pick for them. Okongo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's going to Atlanta. You see, I'm a whole. I, I'm like a full minute behind you because really? Silver just come to the screen on mine. Okay. But he's a you know a, a, a scorer. And, and, and while I have time, I'm going on a rant. <laughs> Will somebody in Atlanta Hawks organization please tell somebody that Neon Green and whatever else the hell they got on that uniform does not belong on that uniform. You see, they see that old school logo with that ugly ass talk? That reminds just, me of the old Dominique Wilkins era. Hawks. Just go back to the old school Hawks. We'll just go back to those. They 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 trying to be too too Atlanta, and I know why, because of what's going on in Atlanta right now. I understand why they come with all the flashy, frilly, uniform. But (laughs) I like I listen. They have the ugliest uniforms in the league. I try not to be. I try not to be the complete a complete traditionalist. However, duh, I don't know that there's many better. Basketball uh, uh, logos than the old school Dominique Doc Rivers, Tree Rollins, Atlanta Hawks. That's dope. Yeah, it is. That's just dope. It is. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, who's up next? So really, so now, so now, Toppin has dropped some more, and he the just dropped. And he so somebody is about to get unless they about to, yeah, they go somebody in the twelves. Somebody oh, between, trade. somebody trade. between twelve and uh, 
a proposed trade. That means that it's not official, but they but basically Detroit is picking for Houston. So is that or oh, I can see okay, yeah, this being yeah, that's happening. It's already happening. Yeah, so this is Houston moving up to get um a visa. Well you think of Avija. Avija. Think so? Yeah. A playmaker like well, that. Well listen, they don't have they haven't made a trade yet to get rid of these other guys. So yeah, but, but you still want to prepare for it. Those other guys, what's happening? Mom Dukes. Well, boy, the Mom Pistons Dukes. love getting yeah, washed up yeah. bombs. Well, no, what? Why do they want Trevor Ariza? So they get to. Oh, so they swap picks. So they go to sixteen. Trevor, Trevor's a Trevor's okay. a uh, a wing guy, man. He's a he's yeah, but he's basically he's old. He is, but you know what? He's he sat out of here pretty much because uh, he, he did. Yeah, right, right. He did. He ain't going to the bubble. He didn't play because of COVID. Yeah, so you got the opportunity now. You trade a guy who who's relatively healthy or should be relatively healthy, and you you, you go from there. Where did this guy go to school? USC. Okay. He was pretty good too. You know what, man? You know, do you notice they haven't talked about college basketball yet this year? Well, you notice that? you haven't heard word of one because right now, because this should be going on now. But listen, we barely getting through college football. <laughs> right. But they haven't said what's the plan. Because I mean, there is one. Like not playing. Listen, how can you figure out a way to get these guys to play the way that they need to play to consider having a tournament and all that stuff? Like, I think college basketball is the most complex out of all the sports, period. It is. It really is. So it, you, you need to have a better concept of what's going to happen now my niece uh for the, for you guys that don't know my niece plays division one uh basketball she's a freshman but they're still practicing and stuff like that but i don't know what the actual plan is if there's a oh we're going to be here and we're going to do this and we're only going to play our games against our conference type stuff i don't know right. what the plan what the plan is going to be but they haven't they haven't even talked about it like when College football season was coming up. Wow. It, it was it was in the news. Wow. Well, who the Pistons take? Uh, young Tony Parker. Who? Oh. Young uh, this kid from France, uh, Killian Hayes, a point so, guard. So, oh wow. So, so they still didn't pick Toppin or uh... listen. So, so every time that this kind of stuff happens, I do have to question, like, what did they see? What happened? What was said? Right. What did somebody find out? What are one of the reasons why this kid will go from, or these kids, because it ain't just one, uh, that these kids will go from, you know, the top of the top, or potentially the top of the top, to, you know, not even discussed, and nobody's like, well, why ain't this guy getting, you know, ain't none of that talk even happening right now? Right. They got the well, young. Would this, this dude to fit in? Because there is a, a French-speaking community in Detroit. So, <laughs> so maybe uh, he'll fit right ahead with him. He ain't gonna find him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small French-speaking community. It's a super small. Detroit. Yeah, it's it's right over the river. You better go your ass over the river. Because <laughs> <laughs> <you, laughs> good thing is he's close to Canada. He's one bridge ride away from being in Canada. He'll be fine. All right, so he's he's purely a developmental player. 
which I'm I'm kind of against any well, development. That's Whatever really that's, what, that's really what the NBA draft is now. Anyway, really, you well, draft on potential. Guys get, these guys don't get the opportunity to develop like they used to back in the day, where we would get, uh, you know, guys who came out of college four years, three years. They had gotten, you know, especially from the bigger, uh, the bigger programs. You know, Indiana's, uh, the North Carolinas. The Dukes, the old school Dukes, not the new school Dukes, uh, where you know the Grand Hills and, and, and Bobby Hurley's and all these guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they got the opportunity to Vince, uh, Vince Carter's. They got the opportunity to play at this school for two, three, four years, and then go to the league, and you're already kind of developmentally ready for whatever changes are going to come uh, because you're in in the league. Now you got these young guys who are pretty much one and done. Um, right. There's not a lot of development that occurs because in their minds, I'm good already. You know, they don't want to go to the schools where Bobby Knight is, where you're going to get yelled at and cussed at and forced to play uh, well at all times and show up at meetings and go to co- uh, class, et cetera, et cetera. They don't want that shit. Right. That's too much. Like, again, when when you are protected, when you do this AAU stuff, man, you're protected. These coaches doing everything for you, making sure you got the easiest way possible, so to speak, uh, as easy as, as they can possibly be, uh, to try to get themselves and get you to the to the league. And when you're the, exactly. when, you're the, when you're the AAU coach, they can say, yo, you know, LeBron used to play for me, or uh, Melo used to play. You know, for me, that's going to get you the next crop of guys. That's going to keep you in that cycle. Yeah, you know? you're absolutely right. All right, so who's up now? Um, the New York Knicks. Uh, and normally, they'll, they'll blow this. Now, now they got two guys, again, falling into their lap. I don't even know who's on the Knicks team. Besides, who, who's a, uh, R.J. Barrett? That's the only Nick I know. I don't know anybody on that team that's worth talking about. If they, oh, that's right. They did get Tom Thibodeau, so they might go defensive on this. Get some guys that are going to play some defense, play tough, uh, you know, uh, hard-nosed uh, basketball. That's what Thibodeau is known for. Right. All right, the pick is in. That's what they say. They still talking on my end. <laughs> so if the pick is in, you don't know who the hell it is yet. So, I like Thibodeau, but guys like the, the new the new school NBA players can't handle his style though. Tibbs is yeah, Tibbs is very old school uh, type of coach. He's a he's kind of a yeller. He's kind of a of a you know uh, X's and O's guy. Like, and I don't mean that other guys don't draw plays. He's an X's and O's guy. Like, this is where you're supposed to be. You need to be right here, and if you're not there. This play ain't gonna work type of guy. Like Tim's is that guy. All right. So the the commissioner, on, at least on my feed, is uh he's at the podium. Yes, yeah, so you gotta go ahead and, and update me. He's making the announcement right now, and guess what? He got Obi Toppin going okay. to the New York Knicks. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense for them. That's supposed to be our pick, but that's either here nor there. Nothing I can do about that now. 
So for once, yeah. the New York Knicks were smart. Listen, a versatile scorer, an explosive finisher, because we got so many of those on the Cleveland. Right, exactly. We got so many explosive finishers and Man. versatile scorers on this team. I can see why they passed on this guy. We got one finisher on the whole team. And he might not, he might even make it. He might end up in jail before the season even starts. Flipping cars, punching women. Yeah, you know. On, so come on, KPJ. I need you to get your stuff together, brother. Exactly. See, look at that. See, look at that power. And now, now it's really pissing me off even if, more. If if anybody is gonna watch this a little bit later. I don't know if you know what disdain looks like. That's <laughs> I am not. I am not happy at this point with uh, my Cavaliers. I am not happy with this Kobe Falk guy. Maybe for, for all the hell we know, he can make us all look like goofballs because this could be the smartest thing ever. But yep. based on what I know about the damn Cavaliers, this is the dumbest pick I've ever heard. Uh, no, it's not. It'll never be dumber than. It ain't uh, the dumber. It, it, we, we, we've had a lot. It'll we got about the uh, uh, Trajan uh, Langdon. Uh, well, you know what Trajan Langdon was dumb as hell. Who else? Uh, and what's what's the first pick? Randolph yeah. Keys. We, the we list goes. On. Randolph Keys. Yeah, we drafted Randolph Keys. Yeah, in the first round. <laughs> that is. Yeah. It's a uh, long list of of, of bad Cavaliers uh, picks. What's the, what's the first round pick? Bust ever. Uh, oh, Anthony and, Bennett. Anthony oh, yeah. Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Worst pick in the history of the NBA, for, especially first round pick. Uh, first right. pick in the draft, rather. Um, so it wasn't as dumb as that. I, I do think it was a dumb pick, though. And, and, and again, we might have a really good player, but do we have a player that's going to affect the team? Right. Properly? That's my question. Like, what Makes me want to go see this guy uh, go play. I, I used to be a season ticket holder. I'm not anymore. But what would make me want to go uh, be a season ticket holder again? This kid or the guy that I'm watching cry right now on his couch with his mom and dad? Uh, mom and dad. Look, the guy that they just showed for us, I ain't seen none of them type of damn highlights. But we'll get a good defensive guy. And, and listen, and <laughs> Larry Nance Jr. is happy. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Come so, on, who wants the next pick? Because the more I see him on the screen, it's just the more frustrating. I'm gonna get pissed off. Listen, you know who they getting ready to get? They getting ready to get the, <laughs> the kid from Israel. Oh, talking about the bullets. <laughs> I yeah. refuse to call them the wizards. They look like the bullets. I'm gonna call them the damn bullets. They look like the blank bullets. I can't understand right. why you have. So much talent on that team in terms of paper, and you can't even get to the playoffs. Well, they got too many Bradley egos. Bradley they don't like they, they don't like each other. And I mean, they literally it's, it's one thing. It's one thing to not like each other as teammates, but respect each other. It's another thing to not like each other and you don't respect each other. And that's what happens, Dan. That's what's going on with uh, John Wall and Bradley Bill. They just, they just don't. They don't. You have to have some level of respect. Like when my uncle played, he didn't necessarily care for uh, Magic, but he was like, "I did know one thing: we was going to win." 
right. He was just he was like, I'll put up with it as long as I had to. I'm, as long as we was gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious to hear him talk about that though. <laughs> you know, in my mind, I'm like, who don't like magic? Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. What they talking about? Oh, I thought they were gonna talk about that. They they was a, a trade. Yeah, I, I don't see okay. nothing. They said the no, pig is no. on my end. So yeah, for Washington. Um, no, they were talking about trading John Water Houston for Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that that, that trade would make absolutely no sense for either party involved. I saw that, but I think they're just trying to. I think they're trying to like uh, stir some stuff up. You know, because John Wall has been to me has been a disappointment for his career. I I think he's been too. Uh, I expected more out of him. He's one of my favorite players, though. Um, really? Yeah, he's one of my favorite. I love watching him play when he's healthy. Man, that dude. You talking about a baller? It it it. The thing that bothers me the most about him is the ease at which he plays. Like the game is so smooth and so easy off of him. His ability to score, like he's a he's a six three guy. Six four ish guy, but there's times when he plays like he's six six. That's true. You know, there's Very there's times, man. I mean, he's where he, great. He's like great maybe two twenty. He's like two twenty, but sometimes he bumps past mm-hmm. you like he's two thirty, two thirty five. Like, yeah. There's parts of what he does that's just incredible, and then he just doesn't play well on in big spots all no. the time, and that's Our the crazy. This man. They still showing Obi Top, and they've been showing Obi Top in the highlights for the last but, fifteen minutes. Hey, 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 hey! Just relax, homie. You're gonna be <laughs> even happier after this pick. I ain't gonna tell you who it is either. Oh man, they went ahead and oh man, <laughs> I already know who it is. I told you that's who they was gonna get. I told you that's who they was gonna get. They sitting in the that looked like they sitting in the mob uh, headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see this stuff? Do you see this? <laughs> they have to... Oh, they are. <laughs> well, his you daddy like, showed no emotion. Damn. You like that? Oh, that is the mob headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dog. That's the mob headquarters, man. They in a wine cellar somewhere. No. Yeah, this kid is. Listen, man. And hey, y'all passed on this guy. A six nine guard win. You know why? Because we got Seti. We got Seti. Man. We don't need no more overseas guys. We already got Seti. This dude been playing. He's the MVP of the league twice. Two time Israeli champion. And the guy we drafted and got no highlights like either one of these guys. And been playing since he was 16. And this kid yeah. don't have listen, and it don't mean he ain't good, but my goodness, bro. And his dad used to play. Like you know how Danny big Cavs, it is. I thought you, I thought we was gonna have a pretty good night. When you play I, over I said there's no way. I was like, one of these guys are gonna fall in our lap. Like we're gonna get no, one, but no, listen, no, listen, no. Listen, they all can fall in our lap. Kobe Alden is the guy, uh you know, he could find a bag of money under a bush and he would turn it all in 
for right. a two hundred dollar uh, reward. reward. Right, man. I'm not happy, uh, Cavs fans. I'm not happy, uh, two guys and the Mike fans. I'm not happy, Cleveland. Usually, no. this level of frustration is reserved for the Browns. Usually, especially this now, late. We ain't got game. nothing to look forward to going to. I mean, I still want to see the young guys develop. Why do I? Why do I? Why? Why on earth do I want to go? Tell me why. And then you know what? I, this is what I miss about being a season ticket holder because every year they would have this wine and gold united thing where you go and you sit and you get a chance to talk to some of the front office people. I wish I I might get season tickets just to go to this shit right now. <laughs> I want to ask. I got a question. I got a question. My wife every year would always tell me, "Listen, don't you have that microphone? Come over here." I this this year, let me go. Let me go. Somebody, whoever, any of my friends that are season ticket holders, I want to go because I got a question. Why in the hell did you draft this guy over those two guys, uh, Abija? was sitting there and so was Toppin. Explain to me what your train of thought was, sir, because I'm confused. And I, the people who don't uh, look at the video, you might not be able to tell I'm sitting here blinking my eyes uh, in confusion. <laughs> Do we have to finish the rest of the show? <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, I uh, listen. They've they've blown. I ain't. I, I did not have a high, people. I did not have a high, and, and you know I had a natural high, and I was excited because we were doing a draft show. Like we were doing our show around the draft. This is actually kind of dope. A concept we came up with on the fly right. on Sunday. We were <laughs> we were excited about it. We were ready for it, and we were ready to celebrate a little bit. The Cavs did what most Cleveland teams do to me. They just they just zap my they just exuberance. suck all the energy in the air out of you. Just take my exuberance and spit like it. Literally, it's like I just spit in the wind, and you just see that that wad coming right back at you. <laughs> and now I listen to on the radio them justify this pick somehow. Now what I will do because I don't know too much about Okoro. I did see him actually play live. Uh, on a few occasions, Auburn had a pretty good team, and you know, he sh he showed up. You knew he was on the court. Um, so now I have to go back and look at his highlight reel, and see what this guy does so well that we picked him over fifth, these other two guys. Fifth, dog. Fifth. That's the other part of that. You have fifth. to go back and you have to justify not just that they picked him, but that they picked him fifth. Not fifth, fifth. 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 One, two, three, four, fifth. <laughs> Shit, you picked this dude fifth above these other guys. So these other guys, Obi Toppin and 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 uh the Avija, they better be way worse than this kid. If if, if, if Toppin or Avija gets rookie of the year, I want Kobe Altman's head on the platter. I'm matter. Of, listen, I wanted that on the if, platter. If I wasn't, if I if I'm I didn't want to go to jail tonight, I would be at the damn facility <laughs> slapping the hell out of Kobe Alden, man. What are you doing, bro? 
I don't, or you would have to explain it to me. Like, what was your train of thought? Explain it to me, like, step by step. When you looked at all the film and when you sat down and did these interviews, because my hope is that you at least did the Zoom interviews with these guys. Maybe right. the kid said something. That was so impressive that he felt like he needed to have him in, in the world. Well, you know what? And now, and, and I look at it now. He, he looked like the dude that shot Ricky in Boys of the Hood. <laughs> Don't he? Ricky! Right. You know, you know, you know that dude is dead, by the way. I did not. Um, know that. I saw a video about him yesterday um, on Instagram. I follow uh, Pete. They Rock. probably thought he killed some other people too. Well, they said that he, like after that movie kind of took on that persona like he was from beverly hills but he became like this gangster he was always and he he got into an argument where he so he went to jail and uh he got saved in prison he became a born-again christian but he was a cellmate with a satanist and somehow they got into some type of argument and the satanist pretty much like <laughs> perform type of ritual like sacrifice this dude nigga that is crazy it's, cra it's like the craziest story and i never knew he actually was in like in other movies and stuff too i just remember him not having that one line but just putting that double barrel shotgun out like three you'll times never boys in the hood. Right. you'll never forget it i'm so maryland i mean not maryland uh phoenix got big hour for actually actually that's a great pick for them. So now you got potentially either another guy coming off the bench uh, or another guy starting, another big guy starting uh, with that Phoenix lineup. So you're getting all the rebounds now. Yeah. Now, at this point in the draft, we get to the point where these guys are purely like developmental guys for the most part. But that's um, and okay. maybe And maybe, you know, one or two of these guys will end up being a, a, a difference maker. But that's okay. To it be a, to be an eleven, a potential friends uh, lottery pick guy, right? Man, and now he's gonna go to a team again. He's gonna have Chris Paul because he's going to Phoenix. He's gonna have Chris. Yeah, Paul. we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the Chris Paul. Uh, that trade from uh, OKC uh, to uh, to Phoenix. So Chris Paul is going down there uh, with Devin uh, Booker. And uh, what's the big kid's name? Uh, I'm awful with names anymore. Uh, the big uh, DeAndre kid, Aiden. Uh, Aiden. So Aiden is a is a for sure center. Um, so to have this kid come in, you're either a backup center or a starting power forward or a backup pop. Like I don't see him being less than uh, the 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 second guy off the bench at this right. point. Like that's, that's at the lowest end, unless he's just awful in terms of his development. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, from what I've seen, I, I watched him play in college because, of course, he's in the Big Ten. Uh, he was uh, all defensive player in the Big Ten okay. uh, last season. Uh, he was, uh, I think, second team all Big Ten or third team all Big Ten, period, overall. It's like he got so a little range, kid, too. So the kid well, can play. Like he's a, he's a, he's a really solid ball player and I think this will be good for them. He's athletic. This will be good for them. And I think it'll be well, good for them again. You, you know, know let's, let's go let's go ahead and do this though, since we kind of like in between picks and now we get to the point of the draft where we don't know who any of these people are. Um 
we should go ahead and review our picks from last week, our NFL picks. Well, you know what we didn't do? You know, you had to write mine down because I didn't have an ink pen last week. Well, you know what we didn't do? We did not. um, We did not finish our keys to the game for the Browns. We never. Oh. We never actually specifically got into our keys to what we thought were were going to um, affect or okay. not affect uh, this game on Sunday. You did bring up uh, the weather, so that's something to think about. But I'll I'll go into my to my keys uh, yes, first. Sir. You go into yours. Uh, so for this Sunday, the keys that I picked is, is uh, I think this game is defensively gift rep for us. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is Philly uh, is a team that turns the ball over often. Uh, our team is actually still pretty decent at uh, creating turnovers, getting forced turnovers. We're uh, somewhere around 14, I think, and forced turnovers. Uh, excuse me, we're top 10 in forced turnovers. We got 14 on the season. Okay. So this is an opportunity for us to get uh, play against a team that does turn the ball over a lot. Philly turns the ball over uh, somewhere close. I think they've turned it over 17 times. So we have an opportunity to do that. They also give up a lot of sacks. Uh, they're 32nd in uh, sacks allowed, bro. So again, this is not this is a game that is defensively gift wrapped for a team that is not that great defensively. We kind of keep skating by. We kind of keep you know, avoiding that big shot. But this team is not good defensively, so this is another opportunity for us to really step up and, and, and have a gift wrap game that we can make ourselves look good or even start to build a momentum to where we think that we're really kind of good at what we do. Okay. Um, so that's the key, what we're going to do defensively. Uh, another key is, once again, we got a healthier Nick Chubb, hopefully. I know he's probably a little bit dinged up from the game, not playing in so many weeks. Uh, but what we saw last week, somewhere close to 230 plus yards uh, between two guys. I think, again, if it's going to be, excuse me, sloppy and rainy, uh, like you say, uh, I didn't get a chance to look at the weather. Uh, but if that's what we're going to see, we're going to need that same uh, tough running from our guys, so I'm expecting that. And I'm also expecting to see uh, the game managing Baker Mayfield continue to develop into the guy that can win us games, even on his own. I think this is a plan. I think there's a purpose behind it. And I'll go for the ride, see what happens. Yep. Well, my keys are um, to run the football effectively. Let's just keep riding that horse until we can't ride it anymore. Um, also, I think we need to create turnovers, as you stated. Um, like, like the offensively, the Eagles don't scare me at all. But it's the NFL. Another trap game. It's like Houston was a trap game. This is a trap game as well. So we need to go ahead and jump on, um, jump on Philly early, and uh, and put them away early. Like I don't want to see any. I don't want to see a close game this week. I want us to have at least. Uh, a 10 to 14 point victory, you know, something convincing. I agree with that. Um, I, don't from want damn I really don't, as far as my, to keep it simple, run the football, um, create opportunities on defense. 
Um, one quick note too that they failed to mention on the broadcast uh, during the draft that the uh, Sixers traded out Horford. Did they? To, I did not. Uh, to Oklahoma City. Oh, wow. I just saw that online. Wow. Because I was looking to see if there was any trades going on behind the scenes that they hadn't talked about yet. But, and that's the only one, but that was made about two or three hours ago. Wow. Warfare's going to the Thunder just for some picks. That's almost like a salary dump, it seems like. Yeah. That's awful for Al. And plus, and plus, Al Horford came out and he said some things about the team that probably the front office didn't like. You know, he pretty much said that these guys don't get along and don't. Well, Al, you know. Al is uh, also from a couple teams that were really you know, kind of good. Yeah. Uh, he was in Boston. He's actually played on solid teams most of his career, even in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Those were some solid, mm -hmm. some, uh, solid squads. But Al has a good work ethic. And that's similar to what uh, Jimmy Butler was saying. You know, he he's like, man, I, I don't have to be here. These dudes suck. Because <laughs> they think you know, they're better and, than what and, they are. Like, like Philly, Philly um, acts like they've arrived before they've done anything. That's yeah. the, that's the the mentality that uh, Embiid and and Ben Simmons take. I agree. So I agree. You know, and that's why they're probably going. They're probably going to have to break that thing up at some point in time. I, you know what? I've been saying similar things about uh, uh, the Bullets slash uh, the Wizards. I'm like, oh, yeah. man, at some point they got to break that up, and not because just, I know they just, just hard because, because. But I mean, we're how many years are we into that? We're like seven, eight yeah. years in, right? It's hard because they gave, um, they've given John Wall and. Bradley building up seen amount of money. It's hard to move those it's, guys with that those contracts. It's hard to move them, but here's here's. But you're here's, right though. They, they need to be broken up. Here's the difference. A, they do need to be broken up. The difference though, uh, when, like when we were talking about uh, a guy like Seti Osman, he ain't going nowhere. A guy like Kevin Love, he ain't going nowhere. A guy like uh, Andre German, yeah, he might go somewhere, but he ain't never getting that kind of money again. Here's the right. difference. A guy like John Wall, a guy like Bradley Bill have way more value trade-wise right. than I those agree. guys do. So if I I'm, agree. let's say I'm uh, on the fringe of, you know, really making it. So let's say I'm Utah and we like one player away. And you're like, yo, you can have Bradley Bill. Man, make that trade. Right. Or if I'm Portland, make that trade because you got a guy that you're only going to have for like maybe a year and a half, potentially. And you, you bring him along to see if he can be that over the hump type of thing. You dig what I'm saying? That's, that's how that works. But nobody wants to put up with that level of money from a damn Kevin Love who really hasn't done shit. He hasn't done anything. So that's the only thing. Like that's the only uh, uh, difference in those situations is what value do the actual players have? Like I'll tell you what, I'll take John Wall in a heartbeat because when he's healthy, there really isn't better guys. I just don't know if it's where he is 
or what he feels like he's playing for that we don't get. And the other thing, too, you don't know yeah. how much of a total injuries have taken on him. You don't know if it's reduced his speed. You don't. You don't. You know. I've been watching him, uh, watching film of him practice during this offseason. He looks incredible. Okay. Health-wise, I mean, like, like physically, his body and everything, he looks great. He's making moves and making cuts. Uh, he was working out with Kyrie and, and KD. I mean, he, all, all three of those guys look great in this tape that I saw. All three of those guys look great. Now, so this is now, an interesting pick here. Pick of course, that's pickup, and that don't mean nothing in terms of the NBA. That's but, right. But what I saw out of that, I, I, I was like, wow, okay. But that's what I, I told you. I've gone through my reasoning behind uh, you know, John Wall being one of my favorite players to watch. This dude can play ball. My thing is, what's going on in here? Do you really right. want to play ball? Like, Dame Lillard was one of my favorite players. And people used to be like, why do you like Dame Lillard? And all of a sudden, he blew up. And I'm like, because he's the same type of guy that this kid is. He's a murderer. I love guys that just, I'm here to play ball. I'm not here to, you could be my friend, you cannot be my friend. Who gives a shit? I'm here to, to, to give you 50 tonight. I love players like that. I love guys Same like here. That. I love those guys. That's why the guys that are my supposed favorites, people always ask me why. That's why. Kyrie, Dame Lillard, John Wall are my three favorite players in the NBA right now. Okay. I love those dudes. I hate that John Wall is always hurt, though. I hate that John Wall don't always show up in big games, though. I can't say that about my other two guys. <laughs> they actually show right. up in those big, big game games. Dame always shows up. Yeah, man. So, so all, right. all right. So we got we got a little bit off track. So, so we were we finished up our keys to the game for the Browns. And um, if you want to go ahead and review our picks from last week, and so, you have to remind me who I picked. Uh, I absolutely will, and I'm going to say something out loud. Uh, last week was atrocious for the both of us, actually. Okay. Um, some things happened last week that we didn't anticipate. <laughs> Apparently, or or either either some things happened that we didn't anticipate, or we're really that bad at picking these guys. <laughs> so we'll start with the uh, Seahawks and the Rams. Uh, you and I both picked the Seahawks. The Rams won that game. Russell Wilson was throwing interceptions all over the field. Russ, I don't know. I don't know what got into Russ the last couple of weeks. Russ brought his gas can last week. Yeah. Last, he was last two weeks, up. really. He's throwing picks everywhere. All right, so what was the next game? All right, the next game uh, was the Bills and the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals won that game. I picked the Bills. I picked you the pick, Cardinals, you right? the Cardinals, yes. Uh, that was the, a Hail Mary uh, play to – Yeah, it was a close – it was a very close game. Man. That was, listen, let me tell you something. That might have been one of the best end of game catches that I've seen. Yeah, like over four people. Three, three and a half people. Uh, Jordan uh, Boyer, please uh, excuse yourself from the NFL. Do you follow Ghetto Gronk on, on Instagram? I don't. Please do. This dude is merciless when it comes to his memes and videos in the NFL, man. He is great. Ghetto Gronk. That's how it sounds. So he put, he put out he put out a, a, a video where it's a midget taking a snap, 
and then it flashes to the Hail Mary play with DeAndre Hopkins, and I lost it. That that's was like awesome. one of the most disrespectful, disrespectful videos that I've seen. But that's what he, I mean, he's, his page, man, is pure man, comedy. Why do, why do people keep calling Colin Murray? Because <laughs> that's what he is. I mean, it is what it, he can ball now. That's hilarious, man. For now, eventually, man, look, and I hate to wish this on anybody. People go catch up. Eventually, people. somebody's going to get a hold of Colin Murray people and gonna snap catch him in two. Yeah, people gonna all that up. running around and flailing around like he does, man. That's going all the all the takes is one. Yeah, people gonna catch all up. All takes is one hit. Yep. All right. So the third pick, uh, the, or excuse me, the third game uh, that we picked was uh, the Colts versus the Titans. Uh, we both oh, I picked the Titans, Titans and the yeah, Colts, Colts and the Colts pulled that one. out, man. I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened, but. Old man Rivers must still got a little bit in him. Yeah, you know what? In Tennessee, like they turned the ball over a couple of times. That was kind of, and 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 Indianapolis just kind of took advantage of that. Um, well, let me say this, man. One of the most enjoyable things that I like to do is watch Derrick Henry run the football, man. Yeah, that I love the way run. he put man for, for him to be that size, to have that speed. Yep. And power. Yep. yep. I love watching that dude play. I, I always thought he was going to be good, but I wasn't sure because, you know. I didn't I, think, man, normally those Alabama, Alabama running backs don't those pan Alabama out. Alabama running backs, bro. That, yep, that's it. I wasn't sure. Like his, like, and my thought process was, man, if I could see this guy, because to be honest with you, he's, and tell me if I'm completely off base with this, but I was an Eric Dickerson fan uh, as a kid. Yeah. Another reason why I had that Rams uh jacket Rams coat when we first met but this dude is like a maybe a 30 pound heavier Eric Dickerson yeah he to is me. like he, he runs kind of straight runs up high he's got that yeah. that you know squared shoulder boom you know not totally running you over but also completely running past you Type of yeah, type like of like his gear, like that dude gets the ball. Yeah, he just takes yeah. off. And you don't expect it. He's so big, you don't expect him to have that type look, of speed and grace, man. Look, you got to get him before he gets going. If you catch him later, catch him later. <laughs> That's just right. if you catch him later, catch him later. Is he gone? All right. And, so, so who did the Pel Pelicans pick? Uh, the Pelicans just picked. Uh, the kid from Alabama, as as we were talking about Alabama, Kyra Lewis. Okay. Or Kira Lewis. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he's a point guard. Point guard. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I, you know, it's a good pick, I guess. I watched him play only one time. I wasn't – I can't say that I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, that's a guy that's going to go to the league or whatever. I just was watching the game because it was on at that time. Right. You know, it wasn't anything that I felt was was incredible. Special. But I tell you what, I tell you what, if uh, David Griffin picked him, there must have been something. Right. That's all I say. Well, and that's you know, they probably need some some depth. Um, because you think about it, you got Lonzo and you got Drew Holiday, right? Well, uh, they traded Drew Holiday. Who they trade Drew Holiday to? Uh, to Minnesota. Really? Yeah. 
I mean, not Minnesota. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. He went to Milwaukee? Yeah. They got uh, Eric uh, Bledsoe and uh, how did I miss that? Who did they get? They got Eric Bledsoe and uh, somebody else. Uh, when did this happen? Yesterday, I believe. Oh, it just happened. Okay. All right. So, see, I like that. So, I like Drew Holiday way more than Eric Bledsoe because because Drew Holiday well, is a killer. Bledsoe was a good pickup for him. For Milwaukee, I'm be honest with you. I thought that was gonna work because you got a guy that can get hot. He he's got good size. I never liked really Bledsoe. I he always never, liked him. He always like kind of underachieved to me. But he's a basketball player, and that's what I but, mean. Like when I'm talking about yeah, the guys that I like, he's a basketball player. The only thing with him is that I don't. Well, let me rephrase that. The only thing with him in terms of him being in, um. Milwaukee, I just don't think he found his for how for how uh Giannis plays, I don't think he found his spot. Yeah. So because, you know what? Now Holiday, if he can stay healthy, he has always had a problem staying healthy. He's gonna help Milwaukee out so much. Yeah, I think so. Because they need they need a killer. Well, they, they need also, somebody who ain't afraid. I'm gonna tell you something else they need, and this is something that they don't they do it during the regular season, but you don't see it a lot during the postseason, and that's what the postseason does to everybody. Um, they don't run a lot in the postseason, but they run a lot in the in the in the regular season right. because you're playing against teams that haven't, you know, you got guys off of back to backs. I'm tired. And so you get the opportunity to run a little bit more than most people do but having a guy like drew holiday drew runs and drew drew is a quick decision maker i think that'll work really well for them but i also don't think that drew will hold the ball up i think eric blesso is more of a traditional kind of guard where he's a pound and ground kind of guy and that might they might have felt like that slowed down giannis i think giannis slows himself down because Giannis just don't show up in those big games like that. But that's just my... Yeah, no. that's All right, so me. I went ahead and looked up this trade, and they act like it's not that big of a deal. They act like it's just like a, a throwaway trade. So the Bucks agreed to a deal, because one of the other Bucks trades fell through. They tried to get uh, Brondanovich from uh, Sacramento, and I guess they messed up the paperwork or something like that. Um, and then it said the Bucks also agreed to a deal with New Orleans that sends Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, George Hill, draft picks in exchange. So one of those, so one of those guys now, is gone. Yeah, now I like George Hill, but they don't need George Hill. Well, one of those guys is gone. It's obvious. Just drafted a, a point guard. So yeah. one of those guys is gone. They already got Lonzo. They don't need three point guards. Maybe both of those guys are gone. So maybe. I think they may bring in a, a veteran like George Hill, maybe to help stabilize that locker room a little bit. It's a bunch of young guys in there. Um, but why do you need three or four now? Now you got four. Yeah. Point so, so, maybe, so maybe so maybe they, they're going to uh one of those guys is gone. Yeah, somebody's gonna move. They're they're gonna move some somebody else up out of there. I would keep George Hill if I was. New Orleans. 
I honestly think maybe two of these guys, because it's the first round. You didn't draft this kid to to not yeah. play. Unless you're gonna put him in the in the in the, in the G League and let him develop for a year. They do do that because he's not a lot. I mean, he's technically a lottery pick, but not a lottery pick. So you could do that because the thing the thing with George Hill, especially with a young team like that, you really don't have too many vets. You need somebody that can kind of steady the ship when you need it. So I can see them keeping George I think Hill. Probably with, keep, with Drew Holiday I think going keep, to. I think they'll keep Bledsoe. I don't think they'll keep George Hill. See, I like George Hill better than Bledsoe. Bledsoe disappears. I think, think they're going to get – but you might get steady play out of George Hill. And I don't dislike George Hill either, um, just for the record. But while you might get steady play out of him, I think you get more out of – or the potential is more out of Bledsoe. So, I think we have to agree to disagree on that one. Because I'm going to – like in the playoffs last year, George Hill stepped up and hit way more big shots – in the playoffs than Bless. I mean, Bledsoe just he you, pretty, I mean, you're talking about last year. You're only talking about one year. I mean, Bledsoe, when has George Hill ever averaged over 20 points a game? He hasn't, but Bledsoe No, has. but he don't, he don't need to, though. I, I mean, he might not need to, but this is a guy that can score. So him scoring more yeah. points this time don't mean that this is, is incapable for, for Bledsoe. Yeah. I just man, just every time it's a big moment, Bledsoe ends up on a milk carton somewhere. I mean, hell, so, how many championships do George Hill got? So what big moments are we talking about? George Hill, he got a ring with Sacramento, not Sacramento, with San Antonio, don't he? No, he was gone. Was he? Yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. And I like George. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I like George. He's a solid guy. He, I'm not, I'm not saying that he don't belong there. I just see them having right now, even before they sign this kid, they got three point guards. Somebody's leaving. They're not there. That's not true. Now, now you're absolutely right about that. Yes, yeah, so somebody, somebody's got to go. Now and it, don't I can see, it don't matter who the hell I think need to go. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you know, if if this kid is like, yeah, you saying that he didn't, you know, jump out at you, it could be a guy strictly develop a developmental guy. It's like, okay, we got him. We're gonna let him go to the G League. But hell, I might have seen him on a bad happens. night too. I might have seen him on a bad night. Maybe, maybe the, the kid is is a monster and I just missed him on that on that or caught him on that regular night, you know. No, but, I mean, uh, you're probably right, because you've got to remember what's going on. Cause if we've got to look at the NBA draft, it's not like the NFL draft, where after you get past five, these guys are all developmental type all players. Developmental. You know what I'm saying? So and and now too, remember you don't have a summer league. There's no Vegas summer league this year. Yeah, you can't so, you can't figure out what you're gonna do with these guys. So a lot of these guys that you're gonna have to go to the G League and uh and get their get their development that way if they can't get any you know burn on the on the on the main squad. So um, and then, you know with the COVID thing, it still begs the with the COVID huh? thing it still begs the question of how that works. With the uh, with the G League and all that stuff. Yeah, you know what they said that Golden State's owner came out and said, "Well, Jim, the NBA is proposing that they want to put in thirty million dollars uh, for to test fans because they want they want arenas at fifty percent capacity. So they want they 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 said that they want to find some way that they can 
test fans before the game. And the whole thing with that, man, we not to get in all of that, but that that's not gonna fly because you can test negative for COVID and catch it the minute after you test negative. Listen, for it. Bro, <laughs> so I, let me guarantee, oh. let me guarantee you where you're not gonna catch me at. At a damn casket. <laughs> man, COVID is like any any Marvel comic fans out there, COVID is like Hydra. It is god dang it, it is like Hydra. Hydra, you never know when it's gonna show up, where they gonna show up, who in Hydra or who ain't in Hydra. They just there. And that's how COVID is right now. And you it know, just it just it's just there. And you it just keeps know. showing up. Like it just yeah. keeps showing just showing up. up. It just keeps showing up. Like they said the law, listen, bro. So the, the the Browns have one player before they put these other guys on yeah. quarantine. Uh Jankovic, uh our fullback, right? Yeah. So then they put Cody Parkey on and the damn long snapper. I said. Right. <laughs> So it's like everybody in this line, that you know, like oh yeah, Joe, the whole special teams operation and shot the hell. That's, that's everybody, man. Like, and you know, I don't know that anybody has it other than Jankovic. I know Jankovic. They said he has it. He tested positive. The other guys haven't tested positive yet. The other guys have not. That's why I said I think it might just be. Uh, I think it might just be. Uh, you know, just like a precaution because they came in contact with him or someone else. Also, and that was uh, what you call it, our left tackle, bro. I mean, excuse me, our right tackle, oh, bro. Um, yeah, uh, Conklin. Conklin. I'm like, no, man, we need that cat. Now, that's one thing the Browns have done well where they have dressed the depth. So Kendall Lamb will come in, and Kendall Lamb was not a bad player. He's um, not, but damn it, he ain't Jake Conklin. He ain't Conklin. No, he's not. But that's why you get depth because everybody, every team is affected by injuries and COVID at this point in time. You know so, what? I would have thought that they would, they might allow a uh, a couple of extra roster spots for that kind of shit. They too. did. Did they? Okay. Okay. They did. They did something where either they let more people on the practice squad or let more people on the active roster. They did something where you had more access to, to, to backups if needed. Okay. All right, man. So let's go ahead and finish our picks from last week. So where did we leave off? Uh, we left off. How the hell did we get off on that tangent? We always uh, get off on tangent. That, that's what we do. That's why we have three hour and 50 minute shows. And this that's is why. Do. This is the, look, this is also why this is the best show that y'all ever have seen. Yes, Because we got, we have three hours of content that we don't have anybody in our ear giving us information. We don't have, <laughs> you know, the big staffers and all that stuff. No, it's just me and him. You know, and we just go fly. That's yeah. why it's one of the best shows ever. Uh, so we left off on the Colts and Titans. The next game is or was the Vikings versus the Bears. Uh, did I pick? Please don't tell me I picked the Bears. We both picked the Bears. No, we way. didn't. Yes, we did. I picked the we Bears both, again. We both picked the Bears. Why do I keep picking the Bears? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. You got a cousin that plays for them or some shit? I don't know. No. <laughs> Look, <laughs> is there any more bipolar quarterback in the history of the NFL than Nick Foles? Nicholas Nicholas Foles. When Nick Foles comes in as a backup and there's no pressure on him, 
That dude is a combination of Joe Montana, John Elway, Tom uh, Brady, Tom Brady, <laughs> and Dan Fouts. He all that dude can do no wrong. As soon as you give him the starting position, that dude turned to Mark Malone. That quick. <laughs> Mark Malone and Babe Laufenberg combined. Uh, Paul McDonald. Paul McDonald out here. Paul McDonald. <laughs> Who, Paul McDonald's the worst quarterback in Browns history based on like, – you can't count Spurgeon win because he had, like, one game. As far as, like, having no, multiple no, starts, you got to have so many starts. So Paul talking McDonald's about the start? worst quarterback in, in Browns starts? history. Ten starts, yeah. Paul McDonald's yeah. off. All right, so going yeah, we, tangent. Both, we both went to the to the Bears, and then our last game, that of course, was the Browns uh, Texans. We both picked the Browns. However, we both picked the Browns to score over twenty points, but that was before we knew. Yeah, we ain't know the, the that weather the weather was going to be uh, ridiculous. However, Spike Lee with this dude, who must be related. I, I I moved my uh it is so whoever I, I don't have no idea who Cole Anthony is that shows how much college basketball I watched last year right there's that too oh that's Greg Anthony's son oh that you know what yeah he went to Duke that's right okay North North that's, Carolina I mean Carolina I'm sorry uh yeah that 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 makes sense yeah 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 Greg Anthony you know what on that UNLV squad that kind of you know what? They give the Fab Five a lot of credit for the new wave, but it was UNLV. Everybody forgets about that UNLV squad, man. I don't. One of the most hated teams in the history of college. But I ain't forget because, about them. Because I'll tell you what. I'll be honest with you. We give, and rightfully so, we give the Fab Five a lot of uh, a, a pub and a lot of credibility and a shit ton of love. First team that should have that like built that team was UNLV. UNLV. Yeah. UNLV was a team that built that team. Yep. Those you talk about outlaws, you talking about guys <laughs> that didn't give a damn about nothing. Didn't give a damn about nothing. You talking about guys that was ready to play every time you was ready to play, also ready to fight. Also ready to slap right. you in the face. Also ready to just tell you to get out their face. This team was one of the funnest teams. And I've been watching, and I shouldn't even be this way. This is how maniacal I've always been my whole life. I've been watching basketball since I was six, seven years old. And yeah, I don't same here. just watching basketball. Like, I have the memories because I wanted to watch it. My family watched it, so I always watched it, too. I remember back in the day, you know, the, the old school teams that we don't even hear about. Like, who the hell would go to DePaul right now? Nobody. But back in the day, DePaul was a DePaul great was a, was a powerhouse in that basketball. That was a big powerhouse in the 80s. For and here's the difference, too. Like, back then, because you didn't have the one and done, you didn't have so much right. of it. You could build, you could build you, that you, squad. Like, you had superstars in college. You had guys yep. that were being marketed. And, yep. and even though technically... They couldn't get paid off their likeness. They were, you know, what I'm saying everybody knew who Ewing was coming out of uh, Georgetown and and uh, Jordan. Look, and, man, the list goes on. It's too many to name, but you had guys, and you had big rivalries. And, they, in the and big and East, had, man, the Big East was a gauntlet. 
they judge you're absolutely right. The Big East was incredible back in the day, but they judged how you played in those uh, rivalry games to dictate how you could play once you got to the NBA. the NBA. And these guys were coming into the league already NBA and ready because you played four years in college yeah. at a high when level. You, when you, you, played, you already started, your, your, your development already had started. Yeah, when you played for Bobby Knight for, for four years, we already know you can play. It's just a matter of you getting out on the field, or, right. excuse me, on the court and, and proving it. But we know you can play because you played for Bobby Knight. You played for Dane Smith. Yeah, like Jerry you Tartani. played for Denny Crum. You played for Denny Crum. You played for uh for Jimmy Bayhan. You played for Jim Bayhan. You good. You good. We drafted you anyway. Steve uh, Fisher. Derek Coleman. You know. Yeah, we look. Yeah, Steve Fisher. We we drafted you anyway, Derek Coleman. We drafted you anyway, Ronnie Sykes. You know what? I wonder I wonder if kids nowadays, because it's a little bit different. Do they have the same type conversations that we had in school when we were young? You know, we in the fifth, sixth grade, man, coming off, off the weekend when you had big games and you was talking trash. We talking that all Friday before the weekend. Look, and you had to come to school and catch grief. Look, you didn't even want to come to school sometime. You didn't want to come to school. No. You didn't want to come to school sometime on Monday. And you remember I was a big Syracuse fan back then. Yeah, so everybody did. else was Georgetown. Yeah. Everybody else was a Georgetown fan. So when they played on that Saturday, <laughs> if Syracuse lost, I used to be like, damn, I got to go to school and see all these cats talk junk yeah. to me. The biggest game of the week got to be on, the, on on CBS, like on the Sunday afternoon. Or it'll Saturday be, afternoon, be, Georgetown, Syracuse. Saturday at like 1 o'clock in a third of a field uh, carrier dome. Right. Like, how big was the carrier dome? I've never seen it's it. But man, that thing had to be, this thing had to be a, a city all in right. itself. God right. dang, was it ever filled? It wasn't filled for the football games or for the basketball games. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it still ain't filled. Damn. But anyway, yeah. anyhow. So let's let's uh make our picks for this week, man, and we can get the hell out of here because we're about to have another yeah. four hour show. Four hour show. Yeah. <laughs> and look, we keep saying, like, why ain't nobody listening to us? Because most people fall asleep three hours in. That's 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 what ends up happening. So now, first of all, though, what what's our overall records though? So I can oh uh well I ended up this past week, I only won one game. So you oh, caught up. You well, you're you're one game behind me because I had a two game lead. So now so, you're so, one game behind me because you went. Where two. are you? Uh, I shit. I don't even wait. Hold on, wait. Actually, I do know. If I go back and look, I I I'll, I'll remember. Hold on. I actually wrote it. I remember saying to myself, I need to write that down, but I think I wrote it down somewhere else. Hold on, give me a second. That was 15 and yeah, maybe I didn't write it down. I thought I did. Well, before we're off last week, I was I was 12 and 12. Oh, so you were 15 and 14. Okay, so there it is. That is it. So uh coming into this week, you were 15 and 14. I was okay. 17 and 13. 
So right. you got two wins and three losses. So that makes me what seventeen and and what? Seventeen and seventeen. All right. And I went one for four, which made me eighteen and sixteen. And sixteen. All right. So I got work to do. All right. Let's go. So I'm gonna put this over here. I'm eighteen and sixteen. And Sean is 17 and 17. So we're going to go into this next week's games. Why don't we start with what appears to be one of our favorite teams to pick from? Actually, both of these teams. We pick okay. a lot of their games. Uh, we're going to go with uh, the Cardinals, uh, the six and three Cardinals playing. In Seattle against the six and three Seahawks. Oh, road game. Seattle struggling. They have a lot of injuries. They have no running backs. But after two kind of lackluster performances, I see Seattle bouncing back. Cardinals going on the road up there to Pacific Northwest. Um, I'm going to go Seattle. I think I'm gonna go Seattle as well. I just don't see. Uh, I know that defense is off. Uh, uh, Seattle. Is. I think Seattle's Seattle's defense is pretty uh, almost equivalent to our to our defense. They're, they're off. Yeah. Um, but it's something about having a a, a a polarizing figure on your squad. I think that Russ is a polarizing guy. I think he's capable of, of pulling them dudes together. And they're at home, so I see I see them cats pulling out this this dub. All right. So next game. Seems like these guys are on here too a lot. But you know, my thing is I almost always try to pick a, a divisional game to keep us focused on the division. Uh one of our division rivals will almost always be in these picks. Okay. Especially when they have a game like this. Uh Right now we have the six and three uh, Tennessee Nashville Titans playing against the six and three Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's coming off an awful loss last week. The Titans are coming off of, uh, they won last week, right? Or Ravens lost. They lost to the Titans. I'm talking about the Titans. Titans Titans lost. lost. No, they lost to Indianapolis. Oh, that's right. I picked them to win. They, I thought they should have won, and they lost. Uh, so they're going into to Baltimore uh, to play the Ravens. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't see the Ravens losing two games straight often. Um, I don't expect it to happen this Sunday either. They're at home. They're a little bit pissy. Uh, their defense is pretty good against the run, so I think they'll neutralize whatever Derrick Henry We'll pull off. Ryan Tannehill is still Ryan Tannehill. I expect the Ravens to win this game. I'm going with the Titans. Uh, Lamar Jackson is struggling a little bit. Not really passing the ball effectively. Um, and I think Derrick Henry, I predict them to have a really, really big game. And I think they'll do just enough to go ahead and pull that game out. And then on top of that, then the Browns will beat Philly and then we'll pull ahead of uh, Baltimore, which will make me very happy. 
So that's why I'm going with the Titans. So you just, um, yeah, you're upset. <laughs> this dude is the Browns fan extraordinaire. All right, what do we have next? All right, we got the Chiefs going into Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Strip, uh, right off the Las Vegas Strip, by the way, not not right on it. It's right off the Las Vegas Strip to play against the Raiders and the Death Star. Um, the Chiefs are gonna beat what the hell out of the Raiders, huh? The Chiefs are gonna beat the hell out of the well, Raiders. They lost the first the time. Dome. You're in the dome, fast they track, no time. weather. They did. And that's why they're going to beat the hell out of the Raiders. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be close. And the Raiders are due for a clunker. The Raiders have been playing too well lately. And you know that they're due for, for a clunker. And it's coming this week. Okay. Chiefs. Well, uh, I'm going Chiefs as well. And let me say something real quick. Uh, I'm one of the few people outside of Vegas that's not a, a Las Vegan. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, a Nevadan. I'm not any of that stuff. However, I've probably spent more time in Vegas over the last two and a half, three years than anybody on the planet Earth <laughs> that did not live in Las Vegas. So I watched the stadium be built. I watched the stadium, you know, one of the best things that could possibly be happening for the stadium right now is nobody's there. This stadium is logistically in the worst place possible. Like it's gonna be a nightmare to get into this stadium. It's gonna be a nightmare getting out of this stadium. It, yeah, this is right there is right there on the highway, right? This it's right, right, it's right on, literally like right, right off, off the strip. Highway. It's right yeah. off the highway. So like it's like one way strip. in, one way so out. So you got the strip, you got the strip here, you got the freeway here. And then you got the stadium sitting right over here, right behind uh, the Mirage. I mean, yeah, right. the Mirage. And uh, I mean, excuse me, not the Mirage. The uh, MGM. The the kind of the MGM, but more. Uh, I'm thinking, what's the damn place with the pyramid? Uh, oh, the Luxor. The Luxor. It's actually. That's why I never stayed there I'm ever. More behind. I've never stayed at the Luxor. However, I have been to the Blue Man uh, show. It was really great. Anybody who goes out there, go see the Blue Man. Uh, so, so it's right off of there. It's on the street. It's right. Tropicana is the main street that it sits off of. So if you go from the stadium and turn right, on your right hand side you got New York, New York. You got the Luxor up here. You got Tropicana sitting right here. You got the MGM right here. But once you make that turn up that street, uh, the street that you turn up to to get to the uh, to the stadium is called Dean Martin. It's an industrial parkway. There's one way in, and there's one way out. There's no like throughway. You know how we complain about getting in and out of downtown for the Browns games? Right. This is worse. This is actually worse. Wow. This is worse. It is awful. The moment that I realized that that was where they were going to put that, and I understood how to maneuver through the city, I said to myself, I said, this is ridiculous. And every time I mention it to somebody who's from there, they're like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. But we know why it's there. It's the money. Uh, they wanted the stadium close to the strip so that yeah. people could stay in the hotels and then walk, quote unquote, walk over or have an easy access. But they don't have much parking, so there's not a lot of tailgating, if any. 
And then you're going to try to catch an Uber into a street that is two lanes across. Right. Hi. They yep. keep talking about they're going to build a tram that way, but I don't know. So that was my tangent because I have inside information on that. Gotcha. If you ever get a chance to go to the stadium, go to it. It's a, it's a beautiful stadium. I watched it from a pit in the ground to this great uh, stadium that you see. It's an awesome looking stadium. Just ain't sure. If, once you go in, don't expect to get the hell out of there for another three hours. <laughs> yes, that. Listen, I'm serious. It's a heart attack. That that place is a goddamn logistical nightmare. All right, let's move on. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So we're gonna move on to our next game. This game is a travesty, and I hope no one has to actually watch it. However, we have two teams that are really struggling. Uh, so I think this will be interesting pick. Uh, we have the Bengals going into uh, uh, Maryland to play uh, the Washington football team. Um, uh, I think the Bengals are the Bengals are two six and one, and uh, Washington is two and seven, and only a game out of first place. And only a I was like a game and a half or a game and something. This has to be the, the worst. You know what? They are they are an abomination to what the NFC East used to be. This, oh this, man, yeah. These guys are. Uh, Lawrence Taylor is rolling around his grave right now. Right. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. The Bengals have been playing a little bit better. They beat someone. Who did they just beat last week? Uh, did they? They actually. Who did, did they, they lose? They. You know what though. Even in their losses, they've been playing. They've been playing uh, better. They their, no, they got their asses handed to them uh, last week. They played the Steelers. Right, 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 right. Okay. Uh, but they have been playing better. Well, prior to that game, they have been playing better. Um, so I'm gonna go with the. I'm going Cincinnati that game. I'm actually thinking Cincy. I'm not putting I'm not putting money on on a nameless team. I refuse. But I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Washington football team. They're home. Um, you know what the you know what the Redskins remind me of? I call them. I mean, we're the Washington football team. You remember before? You know now, like Giant Eagle has their own house brand, and you got Food Club, these old generic brands and stuff. Now, well, you remember before that became popular. And you had you really had generic, so you walk into pick and pay back in the day, and you bought a bag of generic chips, and they just said chips. It was a it was an all white bag, white, with black, white and black, white and black, <laughs> and they just said potato chips. Bing laid was was great powdered drink. That's Peanut what the hell the Washington. That's what the hell the Washington football team is right now. Generic. You walk into the store, and it's just generic. But see. I'm not. That's why I'm not. I'm not betting on. I'm not betting but you, on. The but you're. Listen. You sound like. You sound like a woman right now, bro. I like their team because <laughs> of their colors. I like their team because of their colors. I like this team because uh, he has a nice cut. <laughs> what the hell does that got to do with anything? I'm not betting on the name of Now they're now, now. Listen. Those are the same women that will end up winning your fantasy league. Exactly. <laughs> Or or, or 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 your NCAA tournament pool. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, so, but, no, um, but, they're, but, they're, but they're, they're a generic football team, and I'm not betting on them right now. I'm going with the Bengals. 
All right. Uh, well, there's a rare time that I'm going to ever go with the Bengals, and it's even rarer that I'll go with the Redskins. Oh, excuse me, the Washington football team. I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Uh, so our last game, of course, is the Cleveland Browns at home versus uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the three and five, or excuse me, three, five, and one Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I just don't see, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I don't want to say I just don't see. The Browns could blow this game easily. I've been a Browns fan my entire life. So I don't want to see, I don't want to say that I can't see us blowing this game. Um, I think if we do the things that I feel like we can do, We'll walk away with this victory. Um, I'm expecting us to walk away with this victory. Stick to the to the script. Do what we need to do to win the game, and I think we'll come out uh, victorious. I'm picking uh, the Cleveland Browns to win this game, uh, 27 to 17. Yeah, I'm going Browns too, but I'm going 20 to 17 because. Now, the weatherman said it's not going to be crazy, just a little rain, but you never know. Um, the way 2020 has been, who knows what's, what, what weather's going to show up. A little so rain could going... actually, look, a little rain could actually be a tropical depression off of the lake. Right. And you know, and you know now, and we, and we go to Jacksonville next week after that. So, and you would think that that would be a nice sunny game, good weather. But the way the hurricane season, there's been so many hurricanes this year, they've run out of names. That'll be that'll so, be Hurricane Epsilon. You know what? <laughs> it won't even have a name. It, it had a shoulder shrug emoji. <laughs> like that'd be, that'd be the name of the hurricane, right? Once again, look, it'd just be the again. emoji, <laughs> right? <laughs> An oh. And another one. No, they right. just gonna start putting putting. Uh, Putting a, a DJ Khaled and another one. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with the with the Browns. So let me ask you this. Never been to Philly. That's on my bucket list. So when and I know you've been a couple times. Matter of fact, one of the funniest pics I've ever seen was uh Sam posting you being stubborn. Didn't want to use the GPS, and you had a full-blown Rand McNally roadmap in the car. Sir, it's one of the funniest things. Wait, sir, <laughs> I tip my cap. That was one of the. I was like, that is so Ron talking about <laughs> the, the map. I never got me lost before. <laughs> the map, ain't, and look, and that was that was my entire thought process. I ain't never got. I ain't never got lost following the map. <laughs> that map ain't never told me to turn left where I wasn't supposed to turn left at. I don't think you can even can even buy a road map anymore. I don't think so either. I used to I don't buy think you those. can. I used to buy those at uh, at like Kmart and stuff. Yeah, and I would go into a Kmart, go to the you know they had uh, one for like every. You could literally buy one for like every city in the country. You could buy one for well, all. You could Nebraska. buy the small ones. You could buy the small ones, but I always bought the entire United States map. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when I was in a service, the first map I ever bought, I bought while I was in the service, and uh, the Air Force is where I learned how to read a map. Right. I never knew how to read a map. I ain't never drove anywhere that far that I needed a map. So I knew I was driving. Uh, I went on. I had to go to the school, but I was going to drive home for the weekend. 
uh, the school was in Virginia. It was uh, in Petersburg, like just south of uh, Richmond, like 20 minutes okay. south of Richmond, Virginia. But I was flying into Richmond. So when I flew into Richmond, got my rental car, I was on the road to Cleveland and I needed to know how to get there. So that's when I bought my first map. That particular map was old too, because again, once you start buying maps and learn how to read a map, your granddad was a map guy. I know he was, because yeah. my granddad was a map guy. <laughs> yeah. You had to have that map. So I had to sit in the front seat when we went on family trips. I had to be the navigator. I had to tell him what <laughs> you had to get to be on And listen, if you yeah. tell him to do the wrong thing, boy. Right. Woo! Especially, so, especially if, if we was going to West Virginia, that if you miss your exit, the next one was like 25 miles. I was, get, I was just getting ready to say, you, you ain't got another exit for 20 miles. Oh, yeah, you getting your ass right when we get out of this car. Right. But <laughs> my question was, when you go to Philly, where do you go for a cheesesteak? I know Geno's and are the popular spots, but those are like, like the touristy spots. So you need to go get, get your cheesesteaks. Where did you go? Um, so just for reference, I've, I've gone to Geno's. I've gone to uh, what's the name of the other? It's, it's a place right across the street from Geno's. Um, Pats, I think. Pats, you said Pats. I thought I thought you said something else. So Pats is right across the street from Geno's. You're, you're right. Um, I've been to both. They're not bad cheesesteaks. They're just not great cheesesteaks. Um, they're very touristy. So you need to go just to say you've gone. Be careful because it's in the hood. It's in the, it's in the, and not hood hood, but it's in the neighborhoods. Maxis. And people, and people expect you to, both of them, they're right next to each other. They're right across the street from each other. Okay. Uh, Geno's and, and Pat's, they're literally diagonal from each other. Uh, we've, we've gone to both, but the place that we thought, uh, we being me and my wife, uh, the, that we thought had the best, we have a friend that lives in, in uh, Pennsylvania that's from uh, from Warrensville. And uh, he, well, he's from Cleveland and he moved to Warrensville. He, we called him and was like, yo, where do you go to get your cheesesteaks at? And he said, Ishkabibbles. Okay. So we went to this place called Ishkabibbles on South Street. Again, it's in one of the neighborhoods. It's not super accessible. It's not a place that you would probably go look and find. And let me tell you, you need to be ready. Like one thing is about it, they expect you to know what you want and know how you, you want. want. Right. Like they're not waiting for you to be like, um, so does this come? Listen, man, what do you want? Like that's their attitude. <laughs> so when you go in, like I practice the shit so, so that when I got there, I, I knew what I did. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to get yelled at. And I also didn't want to be seen as the touristy guy. Look at this touristy jerk. Right. So I was like, uh, yeah, let me get, you know, this with the whiz. They don't call it cheese whiz. They don't call it cheese. It's whiz. Whiz, with or without whiz. With whiz, no whiz, whiz. It's whiz. Let me get the uh, whiz, uh, onions, everything. Yep, bang, bang, and keep it moving and get the hell out the way. Like, don't mess right. around. Cause these cats are not playing. <laughs> that East Coast attitude, huh? Yeah, they're not playing with you, bro. Also, uh, I've heard that they have good ones at the market. Uh, one of the markets, uh, they have like something that's similar to the West Side Market, close to uh, the, the 
the city center. Okay. Have, I heard they have good ones in there. The difference is they won't, they do it by weight and they don't do the weight like we do. They almost do weight like they're they're angling or some shit. I wanted I went to go get some chicken wings. I'm like, yeah, let me get like five wings. They were like, well, how many, how much is that? I'm like, huh? Well, I want five wings. I just want five wings. They're like, no, they want the pounds. They want the weight of the wings that you. Yeah, they, like, you, you said you should order a pound of wings and they nothing. They'd be like three wings. Yeah, like it was weird. Right. It took me off, and I was just like, nah, I'm good. Because <laughs> I'm here to enjoy myself. I don't want to be frustrated about what the hell y'all about to give me. Right. I just wait and eat later. But yeah, listen, I had a great time with Philly every time I've gone. Um, I think you'll have a good time. It's a lot to see. I'm a nerd. You're a nerd. I, I enjoy going to. Um, you know, see the Liberty Bell and uh, Independence Hall and all that stuff and being here. You know, places that the guys that, you know, founded the, the country as we know it anyway. Right. Um, you know, were, were, they were there and they did these things and that, you know, it was it was actually, it was cool. It was a cool thing. Of course, I, I did the Rocky thing, ran up steps, all that stuff. Yeah, so one thing my fat ass ain't doing. I ain't running up no steps. <laughs> I just look at it. I'll walk up there and take a picture. <laughs> right. But uh oh, but it's it's a cool city, man. It's a lot of good shit to see there. Um and it's only like an hour from Atlantic City. Yeah, it's a I've, I've been to AC. I don't think AC is probably gonna be there too much longer the way not, not, not the way we know it, not the way right. we we've grown up with it. Hell no, it's not gonna be there that way. No, nah, man, you know what, man? It's a lot of places just to see in America, period, man. I encourage people. Especially once all this madness is over with, yeah, go see it, man. Yeah, the get out and, and just just travel, man. Like I'll get in my car, and people call me crazy. Like I, no, I got it Montreal on a whim. I got up one morning and just drove to Montreal, and my family thought, thought I was insane. They was like, "What's wrong with you?" I was like, "I just don't like going." That was one of the dopest things I had ever heard you tell me, because I've always wanted to go to Montreal. I've always wanted to go somewhere like that without. Yeah. The boundaries that you end up having just being a regular person. And yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's a different city. It's way different than 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 you would think. You know, uh way different than Toronto. Like Montreal is very gritty, very urban. And I thought it would be more you go, you know, you think of French speaking or whatever. No, it's not like that. They're kind of aggressive too. Like I went to some random bar and they were like, Who the hell are you? They can tell I wasn't from there. I'm just walking around downtown Montreal like I live there. And I couldn't figure Probably out what I was order as far as beer. And dude just made me a concoction. I don't know what was in that drink. He said, you've taken too long, so I'm going to make you something. And one of the best drinks I've ever had. Listen. Um, but it, it was, but Montreal up. was a good time, though. He was about to get hammed up by some Frenchmen, dog. Right. By yeah, that Rougeau. was a good time, man. Yeah, like, Montreal is a very... up by the Rougeau brothers. <laughs> Man, Montreal is, is, is a party. It, it's a, it's a hardworking blue collar town, but they party, and they party all night. You know, so it's, and it's only really about it's about a seven and a half hour drive, man. So really, like like you drive from here to that's, Syracuse, that's, and I'll you turn north. You, you get to Syracuse, you just turn north, and you and you there like in no time. Look, that's the same amount of time it takes to get to Philly, right? And it's only about an hour less than what it takes to get to New York City. And I've driven the right, right. 
So, yeah, man, everybody, when, when, when this and if this thing ever lifts and we get the opportunity, please expand your boundaries. Uh, please stop with your prejudices. And I don't necessarily mean the, the racial prejudices, but stop your regional prejudices. Go see yeah. system. Go get your passport. Passport. Getting your passport is easy. You can get at your local library. Um, you can fill out go an application, CVS. and you'll get it in about three weeks. Yeah, go to CVS, like get the pictures taken, and, and yeah. boom. Next thing you know, you got you a passport in less than a month, and you're capable of going anywhere on the planet. I was blessed. I didn't need a passport. I was in the Air Force. I've been to you know multiple countries. I've lived in places people only ever read and see about. Uh, I've lived in Alaska. I've lived in San Antonio. Um, I've been to Korea multiple times. I've been to Japan multiple times. Folks, you need to go see something other than what you normally see. It is incredible to see other people live and live a different kind of way. And I've been all across the United States. That, you know, shit, it, just seeing how people live in the United States is different. You know, yep. you know, living in, I basically lived in Nevada. I didn't live there, but I basically did, you know, in and out of Nevada every week uh, in Las Vegas. And, you know, you have to see how other people live and experience it and learn other places because it's important for us to grow as people, as an individual. I've grown so much because of that. I, I encourage other people to do the same. So right, uh, we've got through another great show, another long show, but it's a great show. We, 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 we built it on a few pieces of content and that's, that's what we're here for. Um, I'm angry and I, I guarantee you guys, I'm not going to drive towards independence and do anything to Kobe Alton at all. Not tonight. Especially, and, and we need to put, put a caveat in there that this is strictly for entertainment purposes. We don't know. Who's yeah, out there this listening? This is entertainment. We do not intend to harm anyone physically, verbally, spiritually. No, verbally, no, 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 verbally maybe. All right. So, while we're on the show. Verbally. But right. I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to, I, nothing's getting ready to happen. I'm just right. an it's angry all in fun. I'm just an angry fan. That's all. Um, so, Kobe, just know you're safe. However, you might not be the smartest guy who's ever been general manager for the Cavs. That's all. And maybe you are, and we'll find out later. But if we find out later that you're not, I'm going to make sure that I revisit this statement that you're not. <laughs> yeah, Isaac Okoro better come out scoring 35 points tonight off rip. Yeah, yeah, listen, he might. And, and or it's a failure. Completely wrong. So I'm I'm going uh, uh, to be be, uh, begrudgingly say, okay, Kobe. Let's see. I doubt it, but let's see. Um, however, right. let's move forward. We're going to check in on, on the show on Sunday. Of course, after the Browns, uh, hopefully it's a, it's a Browns victory. It's a Browns but, victory. Before we get the hell out of here, I need to, my niece wanted me to make sure that I pitched her, uh, her business. Okay. Uh, again. That's something that we said that we would do more often. Yep. Um, this is the holiday season. We're coming up next week on, uh, next Thursday will be Thanksgiving. Um, so what I have here, I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot. 
I forgot I got this virtual thing behind me, so I have to be very much specific. What I have here is, in a nutshell, Puerto Rican uh, eggnog. I don't know if everybody likes coquito. What they call this is coquito. You're right. Coquito. It's very good. They can make it, uh, or excuse me, she, my niece, Mia, can make it with alcohol or without. Uh, in general, it's made without, but it's a very good concoction. Um, she sells it in these bottles. Let me show you. It's a fifth bottle for anybody who is a liquor drinker or not. She makes it in the fifth bottle regardless. <clears throat> 15 bucks. She makes different flavors. She has peanut butter. Uh, she also has chocolate. And she has, of course, the original uh, coquito uh, kind of eggnog flavor. So if you guys want to uh, have some or try it or see what it's like, please contact us. Get at us at two guys in a mic 216. Uh, at gmail.com. You can also inbox us on any of our other uh, uh, social media uh, avenues, platforms, Facebook platforms. That's what I was, I couldn't think of platforms, bro. Uh, any of our social media platforms from Facebook to Instagram, I'll give you her information and you can uh, contact her. I'm just not that, I'm the overprotective uncle. I don't always want to just give out my people's stuff. Right. have folks randomly contacting my people that haven't already had some level of contact. So uh, get at get at us, get at me. As a matter of fact, while we're on the air, I'm going to take a little sip. Just let you know how good it is. Man, that's super smooth. That might be, actually, that might be one of her better. That is super smooth. Wow. That can get people in trouble. So please, 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 if you guys want to, one of the reasons that we're doing this is for the local community. We want to enhance and, and, and continue to support our local Cleveland community. Uh, we understand everybody's having a hard time. So we just want to kind of push that stuff out there. So anybody who wants to promote on the show or anybody who feels like they're under promoted maybe you told us and we and we just have it get at us let us know man we're, we're willing to push you guys out there um so that's that's my little bit again thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching go to the youtube page subscribe two guys in the mic 216 uh, at youtube the instagram page the uh, facebook page we all over the place we just waiting for y'all. We we doing exactly. it. We just waiting for y'all. Go ahead, Sean. All right. I just had one business that I wanted to um, plug really quickly here. Um, and this is uh, Squash the Beef Catering Company, which sounds exactly how it, it spells exactly how it sounds. Um, squash the Beef? Squash the Beef Catering. Okay. They, they specialize in vegan comfort food. Now, I'm personally not a vegan myself but i do um encourage alternative you know diets and lifestyles and things like that and i wouldn't even call it alternative just you know you know healthy promoting a healthy living so squash the beef catering.com um they have different pop-ups from time to time i know that they will deliver 
Um, so check them out. Um, I know the owners personally, you know, good people, um, quality service and quality food. So um, go ahead to squashthebeefcatering.com. Um, they're also on Instagram at squashthebeef as well. So that's my uh, that's my plug for today. Y'all go check out Squash the Beef, man. I'm not a big vegetarian. We used to do meatless Mondays and stuff like that. I'm not. A, I'm damn sure not no vegan. Like you got to cut out everything. <laughs> that's that's a little bit much. However. I don't knock folks that do it. You you got to do what's best for you, or right. whatever. It's, it's a it's a big movement right now, man. The yeah. vegan movement is definitely yeah, taking off. So especially in the black community now, you know. So. It's huge, and I support it. And I I just suggest that everybody do what they need to do, or at least support these guys. Maybe you don't want to change your entire lifestyle, but support them and and, and see what they have because you might find some stuff that's that's really good. So exactly. I'm down with that. I don't know them personally but uh my homie my partner is advocating for them so guess what i'm advocating for them too i'm down with them y'all go check out squash the beef please and thank you um that's it for us right. this week um until sunday sean love yeah, you bro you. uh love you too man and we will see you stay on, safe uh, stay safe browns victory sunday see you on that browns victory sunday homie peace all right have a good rest of your week man You've just listened to Two Guys in a Mic with Ron Pierce and Sean Davis. Tune in to us on Sunday after the NFL games for our next podcast. Until then, peace.